when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm a dad. Are you dabbing? I'm dadding. So this is Dogs 3 coming. Watch Dogs 3 so announcement. Watch Dogs 3. Uh, live if you want, if you now. Want <laughs> Patrick scoop on Watch Dogs 3. I got it. Twitch.tv oh, slash Watch Dogs 3 live now. I forgot to tag. Fucking tag. I'm deleting. Hold on. I'm redoing it. God. Hey internet, it's Austin. I guess we're probably we're blurry still. I am, but I'm oh, we're not blurry. It's last day. Oh, yo, I'm we're blur- we're blurry in different ways. Austin. Hey, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get blurry real quick. Watch yeah. dogs blurry. three. I spilled beer all over my live now. Twitch Get blurred. TV slash. That's what the kids call now. Getting blurred. Getting blurred. Getting blurred. Blurred. The same. Same as getting. They're actually referring to the racing game. They may never be forgotten. Oh. To get blurred is to get unjustly screwed and underappreciated. I see. Okay. I got a retweet. Split this. second? Did you tweet yet? Yeah. Split second is Ooh. the one, it's like all ah. micro day filter effects. It's tweet. Like it's quoted. Racing around. Tweeted. It's exploding. That's split second. Let's, can we just stop using tweet? No. Please, can we stop using Say that word again. Tweet? Which one? Tweet. I'll think about it. What's good, internet? It is day final. Of E3 2017, as far as I'm concerned. No, not 24 hours remain. Yeah, less than 24 <laughs> hours remain. I, hopefully, like, an hour and a half remains, depending on how quickly we can hit this list of a bunch of games we saw today that I haven't already spoken about into a, a camera. Hi, yeah, what do you got a little. Hi. No, I know I spilled beer all over the chest. <laughs> but, like, the happen. moment we went live, Austin yeah. spilled. It's just all over my life. My life. It's all over. <laughs> uh, after this, we're done. Waypoint is dissolving after this podcast. We did it. We successfully completed the mission. Woo! Video games are, are here. Uh, they're here to stay. That's what I heard. Good. Some gamers at the show today. Are, yeah. Video oh, games. Here, you, here they, they specifically said video games are here to stay. That's what the t-shirt said anyway. Oh, okay. I'm Austin Walker. Joining me, Danica Howard, Patrick Klepek. Hello, hello. Rob hello. Zachney. Hey. Where do we begin today? Our final day of E3. Uh, let's, let's end on what we think about E3 in general, but... We start with just, just uh, I don't know. Like, what, what, anyone I mean, moved? you started with the coolest thing, probably. Yeah. Phil's a me. Oh, he's a me. Oh, is that how you pronounce it? Apparently. It's I Phil, know. it's <laughs> Phil a me. That's it's how it Phil is. Phil a me. That's what it is. So Phil I, uh, me, come I on. interviewed uh, Reggie fils and he was the CEO and president of uh, NOA. America, yep. NOA. Uh, I'll have that written up for next week, probably. I was going to say, like, next couple of days. Next no, week. come yeah, on. Next week. I'll, I'll try to get it written. Give yourself yeah, a I mean, break. I mean, there's this smoothie exchange that, you know, like we came up with this morning. We were trying right. to figure like what to ask him. And I think there that's was probably this... the most interesting thing for me has been, was like, uh, we talked to him about um, what's up with Nintendo's position with fan products, uh, fan projects, 
fan creations. They're yes, one of the most aggressive companies. <clears throat> with, there are a lot of companies that are aggressive. Square Enix, yes. well, Japan, a lot of Japanese companies Japanese specifically. Companies, 100%. Um, but which is interesting because like there is also a culture in in Japan of fan creation and yes. of like fan manga, fan you know fan comics and that general. is only if it is officiated like really? by Japan. Okay. Period. Oh yeah, like Shut working, this down for me. working with Japan, out. working with Japanese publishers for years. Like I have seen even like Crunchyroll stuff gets DMCA'd because wow. they're very very they're just like very strict about that kind okay. of stuff. I mean, look at so, Atlas and Persona Five, right? Right. Totally. Yeah. So so you know the thing that I kind of said was like, of course I understand why. Why we're not going to go through that first level? The first level of conversation of like, well, you have the right to, to and right, should and, and can, to, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Like, Okay, let's put that to the side. Let's talk about what you could do, which is you could reach out to these these creators and say, hey, this project's really cool. We'd love to. We want to pay you. In. We want to like. Maybe we just want to bring you in and talk to you about maybe doing something. Well, so like the, we were or, talking, about, we were talking about this morning, like with the right. So Aim Two R specifically, Metroid. They're they are now properly remaking a game which called was given Metroid, a, which is called another we it today. Return another Samus yes, Return. What's the subtitle? Metroid, it's Metroid Three DS is what they were. No, there's like a, there's whatever. It doesn't matter. But like yeah. the Samus. Yeah, they're they're they're. Probably okay. making a game that was like amazingly remade by a fan, right? And the idea that they would pay that person or like buy, that, buy project that project that would set a weird precedent. But would. like, what if they announced right. that game and said, "You know what? Like, we brought we, we love the right. fan passion. We have brought right. this, brought in this designer as a consultant while right. we are developing this. Like, something that's like that. Something like that. Yeah. Exactly. And their response was basically like, "We treat games, we treat fan projects uh, differently depending on where they are on this line." And on one side of the line is fan projects that are non-commercial, while the other side are fan projects that are products that are commercial. Mm-hmm. And that was a really weird conversation because, and honestly, like I have a whole other conversation with you know lots of great back and forth. Again, the whole transcript will go up next week. But his answer there was very much like we consider projects like that commercial. We don't consider people doing cosplay of Mario and like filming it on YouTube. That's not commercial, right? Which is weird because, like, even if what if they're running ads on it, I'm not sure what Nintendo's or like or selling like their yeah. like cosplay pics on Patreon, or something. right? Totally. Um, whereas a project like AM2R, which and again, this is kind of like Patrick, what you and I were talking about on the way over here, is like it looks like a commercial game. If they say, but if Nintendo not, said that's, that we're ma- we're releasing this, you'd be like, oh wow, that looks amazing. Totally, exactly. But it's not a commercial product nope. in the sense they're that not, they, and they were not charging. There's no money. commerce there, yes. right, right. Um, and that like stri- strikes me really weirdly, especially coming off of the Beyond Good Evil Two stuff, which was like, hey, pitch us ideas, send us stuff. And I'm not saying it's the only way to do games, but it, it feels like there are a number of different precedents being set right now in the way that fan activity. Could come into the space of creators or in the, in the space of, of major companies, and Nintendo how that like, interacts with like so, legal stuff right. and like Japanese right. history. Mostly, in terms I want, of, mostly, and this is what we said the other day too around the Raw Fury stuff and the last the last night stuff, which is like the messaging is just not there. Like, give me whatever that philosophy is in a way that is convincing. Like, the camera right over. We worked out like a much better like right. we'll write this message for you that says totally. exactly what you're saying now, but in a way that's like. Nicer, like acknowledges fans and their passion totally. and their creativity, but also recognizing that the legal realities that they. Here, here's a question for you. Yeah, for you though. Uh, to what degree is Nintendo of America driving any of this? None of it. So, because Reggie's position there yeah, is to yeah. kind of like be the face of a policy, totally. that quite possibly, in a way, is oh. like one hundred percent. They're just upholding. And I think he said, "Like, listen, we take all sorts of meetings, of course, right?" So, like, I can't even say definitively that they didn't attempt to go down that road. But they didn't go down that road at the right. very least, right? right. So, so yeah, I, I, this isn't like I'm putting Reggie on blast, but like it, 
I would love it for that. I want Reggie to be able to go back to NOJ and say, listen, we need better words on this. Or we need to rethink this position yeah. and think about ways that we can work with the people who are doing these great fan fan projects, not just AM2R. Stuff in the Smash community, yeah. stuff in the, the Super Mario Project, I mean, Project M is a great example totally. of one of those instances in which like Nintendo essentially ignored an extremely popular fan project and at some point started like kind of... Inc- from from what I got, the reporting mm-hmm. I did on that Can you was talk like, about what project Project M, M is a a like a, a a big modded version of Super Smash Brothers Melee that introduces like brand new characters um, and all sorts of other weird game modes and stuff. And you know the reporting I did on that suggested that Nintendo had privately given them sort of guidelines that was like if you start ripping assets from the new right. games and bring it into the old the right. old game, that's a problem. Yeah. Like, yeah. You guys want to make your own shit. <clears throat> we're never gonna say it's okay. But we're well, not going to send a cease and desist right. and make you stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be clear, that's what happened with games like AM2R, where like they tried to shut that down. And that is different than even saying, like... Just looking the other way. Right, exactly. Nintendo is is one of the companies that has always been like very, very, very strict with this kind of yeah. stuff. And um, outside of this, another good example that I can think of as far as like Japanese companies... Um, taking steps to, like, prevent fan um, works from coming out. Uh, Kingdom Hearts is a really good example. Like, the people behind Kingdom Hearts were like, oh, we made the characters, uh, like, look this way so people maybe wouldn't want to cosplay them. That was, like, a huge... That, that was like a thing. That was like a thing. Yeah, it's the opposite of like Hideo Kojima like uh, designing quiet because he just right. wants to see women not wear much right, clothing. Right, right. <laughs> that was like a thing. That was like a thing with Kingdom yep. Hearts. And um, that's been a thing across the board when it comes to very popular like Japanese So wild. Uh, well, like uh, the other thing there that's interesting for me with the Nintendo stuff and something I spoke with Reggie about today was that on the other hand, what we've seen from Nintendo over the last few years is them slowly opening up their grip on Nintendo IP and, and building new relationships with, with the theme with parks that are supposed to be theme happening. Theme parks, uh, you know, the uh, Rabbids. Yes. Uh, Puzzles and Dragons. Yes. Like uh, DNA on mobile. Yep. Stuff like that. Also, he said Animal Crossing is still committed to coming out this year on mobile. That's all I know. Who knows? They haven't shown it yet. I'm see what that is. Me too. I'm yeah. so curious. I'll take it. Zelda's, I'll take it. The Wall Street Journal had said that Zelda's happening this year. This year? Yeah. Okay, we'll see. There's the Animal Crossing uh, E3 news we've been all been all waiting, for. waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> Griffin, you can rest easy now. <laughs> Not coming to Switch yet. So, uh, what else? I think that was it for me in the morning, and then and then I kind of like wandered around a little bit, and, and y'all saw some other. Stuff. I, yeah, I saw Monster Hunter World. Awesome. Um, well, you were seeing it. that. I was probably seeing another Monster Hunter like. So tell me about Monster Hunter. Yeah, World. Monster. Uh, so you know the, the the like short trailer they showed at the PlayStation press conference. This was a large expanded expanded version of that. It was about twenty like. He start like they start the demo and they said, "All right, so this demo's not scripted. I mean, we have like a setup for it, but like we set a time limit because we have to get you out of here." Oh, sure. And they're like, "So hopefully we'll beat the monster." And like sometimes we don't. Like <laughs> so, like hopefully it works out. Um, and it was funny because I talked to someone the day before who it didn't work out. Like right, they hit the time limit. Right. It was like that's right. Monster Hunter World, right? Which, Which what were you? What was the monster? Uh, it's a, yeah, the T Rex looking thing that essentially, like, remember the, in that trailer, they the T Rex looking thing runs into some sort of air creature, and yeah, uh, which I don't remember their. And then Mickey throws, or Mickey, not Mickey, then Mario Mickey throws, throws Cappy. Mario throws, throws Cappy. Cappy, a little Cappy bear. Right? Okay, yes, go exactly. Ahead. Go ahead. Um, oh, also, those little uh, cat creatures are in this game, despite oh, the, yeah, despite so the realistic yay! graphics. 
It Yay. still has all the weirdness and humor of Monster Hunter, okay. which is like a higher fidelity. Oh my gosh, that's um, good. good news. And the cats are extremely good so, and extremely cute. Right. They're so good. So I heard that, that they actually thought about naming this Monster Hunter 5 straight up. And that they kind of fell in love with the word world. Yeah. No, let's call it world. That's a good name. I also think it is smart to differentiate it Me too. in, in some fashion. Um, because I'm going... This is coming to PC later, they said. So I don't... Mm, they said soon after, but it's definitely not at launch. So the oh, Xbox One and PS4, uh, PC later. Because um, my guess is like the Switch, which probably wouldn't be able to run this, yeah. um, will continue to get Monster Hunter games that are, are rooted in 3DS. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, and then right. up So anyway, it, it looks like a monster... It's a Monster Hunter-ass Monster Hunter game. They have, they have not... Yeah, they're cooking They're sharpening their weapons? The first, the, I mean, the demo opens with him running and putting a fine meat, which is a specific type of yeah, meat yeah, that yeah. if you cook it correctly in Monster Hunter... Putting that in his mouth, running through. Uh, the, the big thing, their big pitch for this one is that in, you know, I've played maybe 20 hours of Monster Hunter games in the past. So I have a little bit of history with it, but I have, I think when Austin and I, you and I were talking about it, it's like, I played enough to like get it, yeah. but then I saw like 40 hours in the distance, like getting it, and I just wasn't willing to put in the work. Right. Um, the, those worlds are a little more isolated. There's not a lot of systemic interaction, right? Like they're like, individual creatures and like you would have encounters with them but the big thing in Monster Hunter World is uh, hierarchies of creatures that have interactions with one another this is it that's that, what Rob is here for hierarchies of creatures this yeah. sounds stalkerish yeah <laughs> oh right yeah and maybe so like there is a specific hierarchy of creatures that uh, are dominant to one another okay. and, and uh, 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 submissive to one another and so like part of your uh, hey I, I, I was gonna look at you because I was like, uh, we're, we know, we know what that means. I could have said, nice. 69. Yeah. Nice. Like that? Like that. Oh, okay. So there's dominance and Well, no, that means like, so, like, two creatures may run into each other and then run away. Sure. And then uh, two cool. creatures may come, in, come into conflict with one another. Uh, there was one instance, so the T-Rex creature, he's, uh, he's running all around and, uh, the uh, the T Rex gets knocked down through like an environmental interaction. Oh, and then some smaller creatures who normally would oh, want nothing to do with this it. jump in and just start fucking clawing into like it. compies. Like they're like, yes, like little compie oh, creatures. So and good. so that's real good. You know, like yes. was your like dinosaur fandom brain like oh, yes, like, yes. I'm thinking yeah. like oh, I liked the beginning of Lost World till the rest of Lost World. Although that one sequence with the two T Rexes where oh. they went over the edge, that yeah. part was pretty good. But yeah. the rest of that movie, why there was there a gymnast and hit the, the, the Sorry. Um, <laughs> Lost World should have been better. Should have been, the book is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that... Yes. Mm. Yeah. Better than the movie. Yeah, but I mean, both are kind of unnecessary. Okay, the, let's... Anyway. <laughs> trying to get out of here continuing, tonight. Continuing, continuing. <laughs> um, so that was a lot of what they were showing was like... It was a little guided, but right. then there were like random things would happen along the way. Like, for example, like the... Um, he would lead the, the T-Rex-looking creature over to an area that had like... A bunch of boulders that look kind of loose, mm. and he couldn't knock them over. But if the T Rex like swung its tail, oh, opens up a cave, and then um, he goes to the cave, climbs on these vines, and then that like pterodactyl or whatever, more like Rodan sort of creature from Godzilla, uh, is is up there, and then um, those they start fighting, and then he goes and hides, and just like lets them fight it out. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. So it's, cool. that's that's their differentiating, like rather than just. More realistic, high res monster hunter. Right. It's like using the power of like more uh, machines that are capable of more to do more systemic yeah. interaction, which is sounds like it could be really interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I played Dauntless, which is another um, kind of mon hun like. Another, they they had a genre name that was like creature hunting genre or something. <laughs> 
Uh, and it's being made by a, a group of people that's being led by some folks who were at Bioware during Mass Effect, the original Mass Effect trilogy. Oh, okay. Like 40 people, which I did not know. I'd seen a couple of trailers here or there, I think at like PAX or something. And then, um, yeah, I, I was kind of like, ah, I'll take that meeting. Like, I, I always wanted to try a Monster, Monster Hunter, Hunter Curious. A Monster Hunter Curious, mm-hmm. exactly. And I wanted to, like, sit down with people and, like, okay, pitch some Monster Hunter, but online, or I guess they're all online, <laughs> yeah. on PC in 45 minutes. Let's see how that looks. Like, yeah. And I took that meeting, and I got there, and I really liked it. So it's a, it's a, a kind of an MMO in that, like, you're going to social hubs and then pairing up in groups of two, three, or four to go out and hunt monsters. And there's a lot of it that's been um, streamlined. I wouldn't. I don't want to say more accessible because I still think that, like, mm-hmm. fundamentally, those those are like so, sometimes that is the same thing. Sometimes it is not. Right. So like, here's the thing that's streamlined is you don't have to carve. In Monster Hunter, when you kill an uh, kill an enemy, you have to like take out a knife and carve it for parts. Yes. Which means sometimes a thing will happen where like halfway through the fight, you'll knock off its tail and have yes. like rare parts. Yeah. And then it will flee, and you're in this moment of, like, I want to chase it. But then I'll have to lose these. Well, because it might go yeah, back. Like, yeah, part yeah. of Monster Hunter's loop is like it goes back to its nest right. when it's weak, and right. then if you don't go back there and kill it, like totally. it regain it, right. regain its power. Exactly. Yeah. And so, so we had three hunts. Uh, the first creature was just kind of like a little like T Rex, I guess, like a little dinosaur monster. Mm-hmm. The second one was like a dinosaur monster that could shoot quills off its off of its back. Pretty good. That was really cool. And the third one was like a big snow owl. Bear? Like a snow owl Wait, bear. what? Like a snow owl bear. Do you know what an owl, owl bear, owl is? bear. No, what's an owl bear? An owl bear is like a D&D creature. It's like an owl bear. Oh. It's like a big that bear. That is not like you putting words together. No, owl bear is like a thing. Uh, look it up. Go it's like it. Appa. What? No. Excuse me? What? Or do you mean the real Avatar? Like, <laughs> just like oh, Avatar Lost Airbender? I don't fucking so, know. So the, the things that are like really cool about it, I think, are like the art style is really sharp. The uh, it, oh, it has like a, that is an owl bear. Let me see. What it's you get? A, well, just generally speaking, yeah, it's an, an owl, owl bear. plus bear. Yeah, it's uh, an owl bear. Exactly. A bear with an owl face. It also has wings, yeah, and quills and such. And this yeah. one had ice okay. powers, All also right. sometimes fire powers, which I thought they went up opposites, but it turned out no. Uh, and so the the thing that would be just really good was like, hey, this is a free to play Monster Hunter game coming out. Mm-hmm. Obviously not Monster Hunter, but it's something in that genre. Yeah, yeah. For where people Mohan. Can, a Mohan, yeah, exactly. And they can go out there and just like stretch their muscles and see if this fits and like try out the different weapons there are four weapon types in the, in the game so far and they all felt really cool like they all felt like oh man I want to I want to do this and I tried another one like oh this one's actually dope and like same like sort of like long so speeding like, animations uh, and yes very very exactly very um uh giant ass again animation priority and, yeah. very important to keep your your uh, combo length in mind your stamina uh, is it a lot of the same like setting traps and like no using traps. weird things to distract the no creatures. traps and there's some other stuff that felt like again more streamlined so yeah. like you had, uh, everyone has like a lamp that gives them a special ability once the lamp is charged from using special mm. elemental attacks. Everybody has, which I know sounds complicated, but it's way less complicated than a lot of the special attacks of, of Monster Hunter. Yes. Um, there's a, a big hammer class of weapon that has like a gun in it, which is similar to some stuff that's been in, in Monster Hunter yes. before, but like there's no ammo types. Uh, it's just like. That's a big part of Monster Hunter. Yeah. Like, tons of ammo. Right. Types. So this right, is like, right, right. you hit X to do the regular attack, you hit Y mm. to shoot the gun. Okay. And then you, you hit RB to reload it, and there's an active reload. Like, that's about as deep as that. Because that's kind of always part of been the problem I have with Monster yes. Hunter. Not a, not a problem, it's been like the hump is just. There's just so much, like, between the, mm-hmm. the cooking and all the items you're gathering, mm-hmm. it's just like. I like the idea of going out and hunting a monster. I just would like less of that. Right. And I respect that people love that part of it. That I just, but it's not for you. Does it have to be or so not, much of a hunt? Yeah, no. all that, but that is true. Like a lot of monster hunter is like the preparatory right. aspect, right. and then 
all these like crazy items you're using in the midst of battle. Totally. It's like, can I get a little less of that? Yeah, like someone is ready for evolve. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought about it. I was like, Patrick, <laughs> professional evolve player. Patrick's gonna bring evolve back. Yeah, I mean, uh, kaiju shooter should be my thing, but not. Is that their official genre name? No, that's just that's should my that sound interpretation. Like, it was like in, in like the Japanese genre name school of like yeah. we, every game needs a new kaiju genre. shooters. Kaiju shooter. Real good. Yeah. Oh well. So Dauntless was cool. Check out that. I think that's like an open uh, or closed beta sometime later this year. So I don't know. Like, if, I'm curious. If, cur- yeah. if you're curious, if you're monster, mon- 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 curious, mon- curious, check it out. Um, when I when Patrick was checking out Monster Hunter, I was playing uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, okay. which was like not not a bunch of stuff to report on on there because I haven't like played a ton of sure. Marvel vs. Capcom. I've played like the arcade yeah. style games. I played some of the story, which was weird. It was is that just... the same demo that's yes. out yes. publicly? Yep. Is it? Oh yes. well, then so. you guys can just go check play. It out. Yeah, nevertheless, because but... I mean. The story mode is already drawing a lot of flack. It's bad. Wait, is it really oh, yeah, bad? Yeah, it's really bad. It's like, it's like, I feel bad because when I did media check and they're like, what's this going up on you when you guys are going to talk about this? I'm going up on YouTube. Hey, man, I'm like, listen, thing. all right. Welcome to the game. Um, you, you ba- story mode is basically like character interaction introducing the characters. Like Thor's like on the ground and then like Hawkeye's over there and he's like, Hawkeye, what are you doing here? And then all of a sudden, a swarm a of robots. That's a good thing. A swarm. Yeah. Thanks. A swarm of robots attacks, and then you're just in a fight. Okay. And then the fight Wait, ends. Wait, was he fighting the robots? You're Ultra, fighting the robots. Ultrons. Oh, Ultronites. I don't really Ultronites. know because my audio was out for like the mm. good demo. The little part of the game. Um, yeah, and Do these cutscenes look good. No, no, they, they look can, like based on the trailer shown no. at the Sony press conference. Oh, they are bad. Boy. No, some of the mechanics were fun. Like playing as Rocket was really fun because. Little raccoon. Oh, Peter Quill. Peter Quill. Thank you. Yeah. Mm, sorry. Um, Marvel playing, as, playing as Rocket was real, real fun. Um, like some of the fighting mechanics were cool, but the story. I was like, why do you have me playing the story right now? This is like, I'm not getting Can anything I, out of this. No, it's like, it's just interesting to see like Capcom have made their bet and come hell or high water, <coughs> they are not they are not moving their chips right off red is basically yeah. their approach, which is like Capcom is basically saying. These are com- these are competitive uh, fighting games. That's what people are here for. If you are into fighting games and enjoy stories, go straight to hell. Right. And release after release. This is kind Street of Street the- Fighter did this. But Street Fighter Five's yeah. like post release single player from all accounts was complete also garbage. Bad. Whereas like in- I played Injustice. through Justice Two a couple of weeks ago MPX. over the weekend. It was just. I mean, it was it, it's it was really good. Right, like, I, right. as a single as a person that's never going to touch yeah. multiplayer, like I enjoyed my six hours mm-hmm. with it, and it was like well made. Capcom seemed very much of the like there were there were a couple kinds of RTS developers, right? Sure. Like there were some who basically were like, "This is a high skill competitive genre, and that's who we're building for." And if you don't play that, go straight to hell. Uh, but Capcom, I think, are, are sticking to that approach. Everyone else has realized people like stories. Like, no matter how hostile to stories your game genre appears to be, and I would say, like, fighting games, at least on the surface... historically been to hostile be to yeah. that. Yeah. Nevertheless, if you can just give some context for why these two characters... Even are a bad context. Just, like, context. Like, a reason to, like, yeah. play different characters and mix things up. And try things out. Like, that was that's my favorite thing about the Injustice style, or the even the Tekken 7 style, is, like, 
oh, hey, I don't play this character normally. I don't think, right. from my experience, limited as it is, Tekken 7 doesn't, like, give that, doesn't do a great job of introducing you to how to play as the right. characters necessarily. Yeah. But even just, like, hey, like, this character is interesting. Something about the story communicates something about the character. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, so much about why I've always liked fighting games. It's just like, oh, man, like, I like these characters. Right. I want to connect to it's, these characters. I mean, but, you know, back in the PS1 era, I loved playing Tekken 1, yeah. 2, and 3 because they gave each of them an ending. Yep. It was a reason to, like... I didn't play that game seriously, but I loved those CG endings. Yeah, like, they were a huge that, part of why I played, like... Do you have, like, Soul Blade? The yes. PS1 version yes. of it? Yes. That had interactive endings? Yes. Unbelievable. Really cool. I miss that era a lot. I think, I think about this a lot. Even Mortal Kombat 1, like, right. had a deep mythology, yeah. like, one of the first fighting games to establish something like that. Good old days. Yeah. Yeah, this was, Getting like... to be old. If there was a story here, like, I, I couldn't pick up on it, because basically every cutscene was... The two characters you're you're switching off as who are fighting win the fight, and then like more characters pop into the screen, and you're like, oh hey, what's up, like Captain Marvel? Oh, like hey, what's up, Doctor Strange? And then those Very two casual. people go and fight. Like no, but hey, it's like it's like hey, what are you up? doing here? Is and that so? What are you from, like, okay? Here's a question: Is that stuff from the actual story mode, or is that made for an E3 demo? I don't, know, I don't know if it matters, because yeah. if that's if that's what they decided to release to the world as representative right. of their story mode, so, that's not like a better situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty familiar from Street Fighter V story yeah, mode, true. which was literally like, hey, Ken, great to see you. Welcome to the party. Right. Would you like to fight? Here's the difference. Here's the difference. <laughs> there has not been 60 years of comics telling those stories, introducing people to the characters. There's I'm not sure characters. Capcom got that memo. <laughs> <laughs> they not know? There, there isn't, like, a, a huge Street Fighter cinematic universe that's, like, <laughs> has already done the job of, like, creating certain standards for how these characters should look and feel? That's a shame. The, yeah. only, the only fighting game experience that I have, and I think I have, like, a decent amount, is, like, playing anime fighting games, and those, of course, all have, like, incredible stories because they're kind of based around the show. Speaking of anime fighting games. Oh, shit. Good segue. Uh, Arc System Works, who's made the Guilty Gear uh, XRD games most recently, Exerd, uh, is now making Dragon Ball Fighter Z, a game I wish I saw. It's so beautiful. It's like Do you both play it. Oh yeah, it's fucking gorgeous. Who, who wins in the end? Is it Goku? Rob beat me vegetable? as. Uh, oh, Wait, you say vegetable? He tries. Even I know this one. Yeah, you hate Veg- anime. Vegeta, you got it. Vegeta. Okay. How does he not know the principal sayings? Um, he beat my Piccolo as Vegeta, but like Piccolo was like dying. Like we were both dying. We were both like on the on the edge of death okay. by by very like, anime. And then I yeah. had like some dude named like Zohan or something. I don't yeah, know. Zohan. Oh, yeah. my favorite, my favorite Zohan. Adam Sandler character. Um, I will say, like, do you remember that Simpsons? What's the name of that movie? Because it's not the uh, movie I think it is, which is God Bless the Zohan. No, it's that. that's not right. Watch out for Zohan. No one look it up. We're going to have to let it come to us. Here comes the Zohan. All Zohan. Press Z for Zohan. Press Z for Zohan. That's what it's called. (laughs) All the Zohan's men. Uh, Anyway, you remember that Simpsons episode, though, where where they see anime? And immediately they're like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's kind of the impression I got, because the thing is, we did have a very tense fight. Yeah. To which I was a spectator, I felt, more than a participant. Because I basically learned, like, one combo, 
And then I also learned that if you mashed a certain series of buttons all at once, crazy shit would happen. Mm-hmm. And I just that's that anime combo. fight. That's anime fighting. That, when that's I played like, Pokemon Tournament, it yeah, felt like that. I was like, I don't know what's going on, but yeah. it's pretty as hell. And I hit it. Just yeah, hit, hit a bunch of buttons. And they had different effects. Like sometimes somebody get bounced in the air, and I was like, okay, I know that I'm supposed to like juggle Danica's character here, right. and I'm hitting up an attack, and my character's just not. Doing any sort of like juggle motion, I was like, "Well, okay, better spam that uh, power attack again." And then they'd zip into the air and yeah. turn into a fireball, and the hair would like glow. And then uh, you know you'd see another cutscene. They're turning Super Saiyan to be to be clear. Yeah, they're turning Super Saiyan. It, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, there's different. Yeah, that's that's Saiyan. the like power up there. But a lot of times they got really big and glowy. That's Super Saiyan yeah. two or three or, or four or five. Yeah, maybe even how many levels? Oh, there's so so. Depends Hello, fellow canon. It depends on what you count as canon. If GT is canon, it's all weird because then there's Super Saiyan 4, which is some bullshit. So 3 is what you're saying. Right, but then there's also Super Saiyan God, which is a whole separate thing. It's actually just like. That's when you're on God mode. That's when you're on God mode. Like, ooh, be on X Games mode, but like on God mode. Answer the Zohan. So Don't mess with the Zohan. Okay. Nailed it. So the game is beautiful, cell shaded. Like don't mess with the Gohan. As someone who's played a lot my of my favorite God. DBZ movie, God, go on. As someone who's Damn played it. a lot of the Naruto games, which also has like beautiful cell shading, this looked pretty similar. Yeah. Um, I love the like before the fight. There's like character interaction, like in most fighting games, but like this reminded me a lot of like the JoJo like oh, intros yeah, sure. in the fighting game where they're like, I'm here and like. I'm gonna kick your fucking ass. And the other guy's like, Yeah, that, is that a direct quote? <laughs> yeah, and the other guy's like, oh, Bitch. And then they <laughs> fight. Um, but. Can you rewrite this game for us, please? I will say, um, I, like, Rob and I checked out a bunch of stuff in, in, at the Bandai booth today, but mm-hmm. I will, uh, say that this year's E3, like, obviously is open to the public, but a big thing that they're doing is pushing for, like, influencer participation. Mm-hmm. So, like, Rob and I go for, like, our press, like our media like meeting that we have scheduled and we sign in and they're like, Oh, just go into the booth. And there were lines for every single game of like tons of influencers yeah. just being so loud and like Snapchatting and, and whatever else. They're influencing. they're influencing. I know, but like Man. I had to wait, I had to wait for it's three so rounds hard. before I could play Nino Kumi. <laughs> I was like, but you had oh. an appointment too, which is the thing. Well, I had an it's very weird. It's like, I, so I, I ran into Jeff Gershman today and, and he and I talked a little about it and, we kept thought about our the segment last night that Patrick and, and I went to Giant Bomb to do their live stream. Uh, it was you, me, Griffin McElroy, Justin, Justin McElroy, and Chris Plant. Chris Plant and Heather. Oh, Alton. and Heather. And you can find there. the archive of that online. That's online. It's on the internet. You can Google it. Just put those names in. Um, <laughs> all together as a string. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, collusion. The thing that we did a lot in that interview or that that segment was like talk about influencers and talk about inter- uh, influencers. And Jeff and I had this conversation that was like. I mean, maybe we shouldn't be so mean to fucking influencers. Maybe it, it maybe it comes across as being like cranky old men and like being like out of touch and like missing it. And then like it just hit us both at the same time that like the fucking word influencer sucks. Well, I mean, that's the fact that like yes, if someone call if so okay, it's not like someone. Do you want to be called an influencer? Right, that's the no. thing that got to me was like it's not just that. It's not just that someone in the sales room says influencers. People in sales room say all sorts of bullshit. Like they say all sorts of words. And I now have to fucking know, and they're bad words. I hate them. But there's a difference between that and then standing in line under a sign that says influencers check in here. Yes. Because, like, that's saying, like, oh, what I believe you to be 
is an influence. Like if that just said YouTube slash Twitch. Right, exactly. Totally rad, good. That is what you are. You are yes. someone who makes stuff on YouTube and Twitch and other platforms, other social yes. platforms, and gets out there and gets your voice Video out. creator. Fucking rad. Whatever. Do that shit. But there's a huge difference between that and like, oh, what we see you as is an ability to influence a set of people, and what we're going to do is paint the you way you influence. You are complicit in our marketing. Focus groups have told us that right. shill carries a narrative connotation. Right. And, they, and, they and we're going to avoid that for now. Yeah. And and I want to be clear too that like I don't that is not me saying that that's what influencers do and the same it's what's being ascribed right, to them. When people choose a title for what they do, that title is always strategic, is always reductive. There's always something being left out. When I say I'm a critic, I'm ignoring the fact that I also do comedy. I'm ignoring the fact that like part of our job is to like sit down and play fucking battlegrounds every morning right. and like make jokes and yell at the screen. That's not me being a critic. I understand that. When I say what I am as a critic, what I'm saying is I'm prioritizing those elements. That's what you look at as yourself. My guess is if you ask anyone that stands in line, in the influencer line, they would probably bristle at that. I would hope so. And like, if you're doing that job well, and there are a lot of people who do it fucking well, what they're doing is entertaining people, making people laugh, informing people, educating them. Yeah. and that, for that reason alone, like, I really hope that that group of people pushes back on that influencer bullshit. Right. And to be clear, like, I have a lot of friends who are influencers. Totally. Sometimes I've like, like, I post a lot like, of selfies, right. you know, it's like, like I'm borderline. But for but the like, grace of God, go I. Right? That'll be yeah. so easy for yeah. all of us who've built uh, a lot of our followers around being individual personalities to move into that space. Yeah. So my, my problem wasn't like with them as like a group. It was right. more of like with the management right. of having to wait in line behind a group of like rowdy people who were like filming for Snapchat. Well, you know? So that's, that's one of the other things that I noticed this year is like, I don't think my problem is with the influencers. I think it's with their entourages. Yeah, true. Because it's like you're because the the influencer, the person who actually goes and creates all that content, who's, who's running those streams, who's starring those videos, is an entertainer who's like practicing a craft. But yeah, they're talent. That's yes, what I was. This weekend. Absolutely. That's what yeah. I was all weekend. Yes. A lot of the people I was encountering in these spaces weren't were, were they're sort of their sidekicks. They weren't shooters. Mm-hmm. They weren't you know they they weren't really part of the production. They were just people there to hang out, and like they were, the way I was sort of reading it is they're the the uh, the audience's insert character. This is the person who gets to go oh. off along with the influencer. Magic imagine face. imagine your face here mm-hmm. as the person having fun with this crew of people, right. and that's where I started. I'm sure to, they're legitimately friends in I most, am, most cases. I am sure as well. Like Turtle loved Vinny Chase, absolutely. <laughs> Nevertheless, it can be a little frustrating to be in line and like running late for a mm-hmm. game appointment and fucking Turtle mm-hmm. is in front of you. So, so this time he's 14 years old. Well, can I ask Wait, how, was that how, not was Turtle not 14? <laughs> how do you guys feel then when I'm like, when you're like, all right, we got to go film this thing? And I'm like, hold on, let me put this filter on my phone and get a picture of us you're so super I can tweet it. Funny. But there's anything in that and being like, oh, can I just come with you to the appointment? Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, Doing making stuff for the internet is the job that we all have, right. like, and that way we are very much aligned with the group that is often called influencers. But there's a difference between that and like the second thing. And part of it is institutional knowledge, right? Part of it is that the reason that we do our best not to bring too many people to an appointment, or like I've had people advice say like, "Hey, can I come with you to that appointment?" And right. I have to be like, "It's not that sort of appointment. Like, right. oh, this is a weird behind closed doors thing. You don't have a relationship with these people." And the reason I know how to do that is because I've done it before, mm-hmm. and because I've been the person yeah. saying, "Hey, can I come to that?" And someone yeah. said, "I don't want to risk this of this relationship." And I'm not saying that it's always good to keep institutional like paradigms set. Right. Sure, yeah. But 
there is value in knowing how to move in certain spaces. Yeah. And that institutional knowledge isn't there, which is also why there's that institutional knowledge hasn't been there for kind of church state separation, for disclosure around certain fund funding, you know, sponsorships and stuff like yep. that. It's a group of people who are finding their way. That said, I, one of the things I really like about it is like you can tell when you're in certain like group sessions mm-hmm. and then, like there's the mm-hmm. Q and A part, and then mm-hmm. you can tell there's that group. They just ask questions in a That's different so way. In a lot of ways, they ask questions in a much more honest, straightforward yes. fashion than I have trained myself to not ask questions. Yeah. Uh, and like. They'll in, they'll include criticism. Yes, they will include observations that I would go. Well, that game's in development. I'll yes. leave that to when that game comes out. And that's not even necessarily the way to handle it totally. because I've been because I am like, well, I'm going to see this person in six months. Right, this person I'll talk here. to them before release. If it still looks bad, that's when I'll bring it up. Right, but and it's fascinating to watch because you'll often like see that, developers that, pulled off their talking points yes. because so they sh- they got shook. Because they're like, oh, you're not supposed to ask the question in that way right. because institutionally, that side right. and my side have agreed upon certain parameters, right. whether consciously Absolutely. or subconsciously. And so it's, I have often found it to be like really illuminating and interesting where it's like, yeah, you know what? Like sometimes I sh- should drop that facade yep. because they're, they're acting how they act in front of a camera yep. to this person and I should probably... And the second vote. that we move off the sort of like partially agreed upon script, it like opens up into this other thing. And a lot of them are more passionately engaged. Like a lot of them aren't influencers who are like pan gaming. Yeah. They right. have their lane. Right. And so the thing is like, you know, I, I sort of saw that vividly in the Call of Duty meeting where like I'm asking I have to couch all this in like, so the way yes. it So I'm curious about you know yeah. words like you that. Talk me through yes. sort yep. of thinking. I'm interested in whereas like some of the YouTubers who were in my play session were basically, like, they are able to straight up say, like, man, Infinite Warfare fucking sucked. I'm glad right. to see you're back to this. Right. Like, and that's a certain... <laughs> and you see, and you, see, you see, like... Fuck you, you see You see the reaction where they go, uh-huh. Thank you. Right. We're, we're really... We're, really, we're glad yes. you're very right. excited about we're Call really of Duty. We're really about World War II. Yeah. Uh, the game, and also <laughs> the event, I guess. Horrible war. Right. Race. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I, so I, I really and that's the plus side of all yes, that. Stuff. I want them to keep that shit. And yes, like, and, and but the, the, essentially, like I don't know how much I'll change what I'm doing, but I appreciate seeing that like mm-hmm. raw angle to coverage that that Wait. they do. Rar. Rar XD? Did he just say did rar? He just say, yeah. Did you say rar XD? Rar. Rar. What else did we see? It's so good to be on a pod with somebody from Chicago. It's really relief. Let's get raw. Oh, I was looking at this list of video games. Oh, wait, again. was it Roz, what you were saying? Bras? What? Roz? <laughs> I'm moving on. <laughs> what else did you see at either Capcom or Bandai uh, Namco? You can go. Uh, so I saw Ace Combat 7. Uh, I played right. the VR mode. Yes. And Which you've seen, right? I saw that last a couple weeks ago at, at Judge's Week. Yeah, it was it was cool. Can I, I can I say the question you asked me when you took the, the VR thing? Yeah. Out? Rob looks to me and goes, "So, just curious for for PSVR, are all games kind of like blurry and like fucked up?" Yes, <laughs> that's the sort of question a fucking influencer. That's your inner influence. Get on YouTube, Rob. Because the you only way follow the only way to keep it. Hey guys, like, <laughs> you're three weeks from having hey, a turtle of your own. 
The only way to keep it sharp is to constantly like kind of push it down, and it doesn't quite stay in your head properly. Yeah, yeah it was like it's weird. It was. It was I still cool. like it. Like I mean, the other headsets aren't much better either. Well, I don't know. Vive is noticeably sharper than yes, PSVR. Yes. PSVR like, well, PSVR. So there's two different things. One, PSVR is despite the fact that it's the easiest to kind of like screw on your head and get in position, mm-hmm. it seems to always kind of push up and get blurrier. Yeah. Uh, but it also has the lowest resolution uh, yeah. screen of all of them. Yeah, and that was the, like. It's really cool. I think I think VR is happiest when you're in the cockpit of a plane. Honestly, yeah, like sure. That's, yeah. that's a, that's a, a controller. Environment. Yeah. So that you're like, or even I would love to play that game with a joystick. So what do you think of that thing? Uh, it was it was absolutely cool. Uh, you know, it's a very simple, it's a very simple fire dog fighting game. Yeah. Uh, in some ways, maybe a little too simple. Like I think yes. the the problem is. The game lacks faith in your ability to actually follow enemies through turns, and so what it turns into is you fly away, you turn around, you get a missile lock, you pop a shot, and that's kind of how these battles unfold. Mm-hmm. And especially in VR, where it really sings is where you're like looking up and down, left, right, like tracking people through turns. Mm-hmm. Then suddenly, like, sort of. All sort of the basic maneuvers of Ace Combat 7, there's not much to it. All of it suddenly takes on this new life, right? Mm -hmm. Where it feels dramatic. You know, you are, you are now like putting this thing into a, you know, a hairpin turn or, you know, you're pulling it in and that feels amazing. That feels so good. Did you get any bits of like flying through the clouds? Yeah. Like any of the rain? Did you rain? Utterly disorienting. There's this Uh, bit. Gut clouds. Okay. So I played and like, I don't know if there's a dynamic weather system or what, but like, I had a fucking thunderstorm, but like only as I was passing through the clouds. So I had this like super shaky bit while I was getting through the storm and then popped up over the clouds to like the sun, the sunlight and the, the kind of like white canopy below me. I was like, this is rad. Like this, is, I would play a whole game like this. Yeah. It was really cool. Like I was in the middle of a dogfight and I blundered into it like a cloud yeah. bank and immediately was totally disoriented. That sounds um, awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, really like, cool. It's, it's fogging so, over, like, I'm getting the mistletoe. Yeah. My understanding is that that is, and again, I could be wrong, but based on what I was told a few weeks ago through my hazy beer-filled memory, uh, that... It's the beers. It's the beers. Uh, it's, it's, I'm now from Chicago. Um, the... Uh, that's a separate mode. The VR thing is not, like, the main campaign, okay. and the main campaign might also have... More complexity around like the combat design and some of the maneuvers. So, so I want to make sure that we like. It's weird that you would do that because the thing is, the hardest like because I also I'm also a big enough nerd that I own a track IR for my yeah. PC and all that shit. Right, the head tracking and stuff. The biggest hurdle for any sort of flight sim thing is that spatial awareness, yeah. which is the problem that VR solves. So I don't understand why you would do like sort of a more accessible mode via VR when, like, what VR is solving is the single thing people struggle with. Yeah, but Ace Combat has always been, like, super arcade It's super arcade-y. Like, It's just not that yeah. kind of game. But, it's, also, but I get what you mean, because it's, like, it's super polished, yeah. and, like, so you would... I Like, the game you want is, like, some sort of middle ground in between the two. Right. Like, not quite we'll all the way sim, maybe, not quite all the way arcade. We'll go to the strange real of the middle ground. Well, this is... No, I don't think the middle ground exists. Like, you know, I was, I was talking about this on Twitter not hmm. long ago. In the late 90s, like, the flight sim community exists in this happy place where there's just enough authenticity that it feels like you're actually flying mm-hmm. a World War II aircraft. But it's not so realistic that you have to read a manual right. to figure out how to make your plane get off the ground. And then that sort of diverges, and you get things, you get the strange reels. <laughs> Half the world goes in the strange reel, uh, which real is real. ace combat. Right. 
uh, you know, Hawks, stuff right. like that. Right. And then the alternative is uh, DCS, right. uh, you know. Flight like, Sims. Yeah, exactly. Half the reason I love games like TIE Fighter Next Wing. So that's like, a guy I, I had, I had to, like, manage systems, but they were manageable right. for, like, like someone who just likes playing video games. Right. Yeah. So I, didn't, I, I can imagine just getting back to an X-Wing TIE Fighter thing. Now, obviously, there's are sci-fi games, which means it's a little bit easier yeah. to right. think about that. Like, real planes don't have shield systems yet. And so, like, they don't have, like, that button where you're like, all the power to the shields, hurry up, oh, they're, like, fucking right behind me. Right. Or, like, I need more speed. But I think that that sci-fi space could give us that sort of experience. In fact, those games, those sorts of games do exist. They're just on buried on Steam. Right. And I always see them going, that looks dope. I'm going to get around to that and then never nope. do. So, I think, like, Everspace looks like something like that. That game is extremely simple, though. Right. That, it's, it's very arcade. Does that have power to shields? No. no. Okay, no. well, no. No. never mind. Uh, VR stuff. I saw some VR things today, which I didn't think, I thought I'd get through without seeing any VR stuff. Um, what I saw... <laughs> you, sound, you sound, like, mildly <laughs> upset. Right, I had, like, a bad oh. VR experiences during Judges Week. Like, I, I had, like, a bunch of really depressing VR experiences that were, like... like nauseous or just, like, these are just boring? boring. Like, I had yeah. one really good experience, which was, um, a game called... I think I mentioned... Echo it, Arena, right? Echo Arena, yeah. right, which is, which is attached... Made by one. Oculus. Made by published by Oculus. Okay. I don't know if it's well, whatever. But like, it's part. It's a, yeah, a first yeah. party. And, and it's it's part of another thing called um, something Echo. Not perfect. Architect. No, I don't remember the name of the actual game. Okay. But this is like a side mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Echo Arena is great. It's like a team based thing where you're 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 kind of grabbing a ball and trying to throw it through a hoop at the end of like floating rings in zero g space. And you can, like bounce off. You can push off of things. Like grab onto people, and you can you can for instance. You know, uh, uh, maybe if you if you wanted to, you could take kind of funny's Greg Miller, grab onto his fucking leg, climb up it while he has the ball, punch him in the fucking back of his head, grab the ball, toss it behind your back to someone from GameSpot, and then dunks it into the, uh, That's, in the hoop. What, is this your fanfic? Why no, that happened. Specific? It was the best I've ever felt. It was the best I've ever felt. And then the rest of the VR demos were really bad. They were like shooting galleries and like dressed up like. We're going to do new stuff where, you know, a lot of stuff is already out there in VR where you tell a story, but we're the ones who are going to, like, really break storytelling. And I was like, no, you're going to, like, give me a fucking gun and let me shoot at robots again. Yeah, but that's storytelling. It is. It's bad storytelling. Storytelling, like, what if, like beer, can be good or bad. What if it was, like, Ghost Squad... What's that game called? Bravo Team! You don't ever remember it. I remember because it, it is... I want it to be called Ghost Squad so bad, and I don't know why. I want it to be called Ghost Squad Bravo, Bravo Team. Team, yeah. That's the ideal. There's time. They can um, rename that game. And so, like, and like, I, I played some other stuff. The people who make Raw Data, which is a really cool... Rar? Rar Data. Uh, <laughs> oh also my gosh. made a Sprint Vector that I thought had, like, two... Raw Data is amazing. One Raw of the best great. early VR Super games. Good. Yep. And then Sprint Vector, which is their, like... They pitched it as like you're sprinting, but also playing Mario Kart, and you sprint by going like, oh, 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 oh. Okay, like you're just a human. Just you're a, yeah, you are a human running, a human Mario Kart, but you're just a person running. Oh, and it was like dressed up awful. in like fake esports shouting. It was like that. That part was bad, and then some of the controls are really cool. I actually really like jumping by like pushing off the ground or like climbing a wall. Felt really good. Okay, but, like I don't think there's any great game there necessarily. Right. Um, and I was in general just had like again and again and again really negative VR experiences. So I came to this event thinking like, all right, like I'm curious if there's even going to be VR on the floor anywhere. Right. There was at Bethesda's booth. Yep. Where I got to try out Fallout 4 in VR on Vive, uh, Doom VFR on Vive, and then Skyrim VR on the PlayStation Move. Right. And none of that will ever be on Oculus. No. <laughs> well, people will hack it. 
Yes. Someone somewhere will like. I'm yeah, 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 yeah. And I wish it was because I actually really like the Oculus Half Moon controller. The the touch. I like the Vive controllers better. I like the Vive controllers. Like I like how they the I like how they fit in my hand. So I, they one. fit better on the hand, but the button placement is extremely. I find it to be extremely okay. confusing sure. on the Oculus one. I find it the other way. I, the Vive mm. ones. I'm like, where the fuck do my hands go? I okay. just, it might just be about. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah I sure, just spend sure, a little sure. bit more time with the Oculus. Um, but what it, where it really hurt was like weapon selection and stuff, and just kind of like the usability in Fallout Four was, and, and in, in Doom, frankly, was a little weird. Like, so the way it worked was, left hand was your uh, Pip Boy, right hand is like your gun hand. Yeah, you like, like you literally look at the pull Pip Boy, the Pip-Boy that's kind and of then cool. hit buttons to kind of navigate it. Okay, and the button placement was like not great for that. Okay, and then you uh, you either teleport by I think maybe not left trigger, it might have been pushing in the left. But you're warping. You're, you're doing warping. Like, yeah, there's like or a... you're walking. You can walk with the circle pad. Yeah. And that, that doesn't felt seem terrible. That felt so Did it bad. make you nauseous? A little tiny bit. If I had done it for an hour, I would definitely yeah, have yeah, nauseous. Yeah. And then on top of that, it just like it isn't built like just like enemies running at you and like shooting at them. And it's just like the game's just not made it, for it's that. It's not made for it. Which and then Skyrim was even worse. On PlayStation VR, it like so like we played it with move controllers. So I bet it's better with uh, an actual controller. Actual yeah. controller with I bet Fall 4 VR is better with I an bet, actual controller. I bet. And I would play it that way, probably. What the Skyrim VR thing was, was the weirdest thing that I hadn't thought about at all is PSVR doesn't let you turn around because the camera will lose sight of your Correct. eyes. Correct. Side of the headset. You can get like, you get like this, most like of the this way, way, but you can't and actually so go back. Yeah. Playing with the move controllers... The plus, I guess, is that if you have like a spell in your left hand and a sword in your right hand, you'd be like, I'm stabbing you and I'm shooting you with fire. And like that feels like okay. The stabbing feels bad. Like, but also, like that, w- the way the combat works in Skyrim, that's like not usually a scenario. Right. You just have like right. things right. in right. front of you. Yes, exactly. And then moving is all blink based. It's all like, so in VR, one of the popular ways that you move is being like, I want to move over there, blink. I want to move over there. Blink, well, yeah, blink. you, po- you, you point, point the controller right. and then you hit a button or you with the headset and then right. you zap. It's like literally like a designer. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty it literally much, yeah. is, exactly. And you can't, in, with PSVR on, you can't turn around and do it because it loses sight of you. Right. So you, so you, have, to, you have to do like a, a 20 point turn, basically. Ship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And that's, that's not awful. how a Skyrim character works that's really at bad. all. And that game wasn't designed for that. So I was like climbing a mountain and I thought I killed a guy behind me and I didn't. I was like, I'm getting hit from the fucking back and it took me forever to turn around and, and you're do like, <sighs> There he is. There he is. Got him. The bow feels all right. You're like, Bow, sure, bow, yeah. that was cool. Um, Doom VFR, pretty cool. So Doom VFR built for VR. That seems like the big Doom. difference. It's Huge just like difference. rather than adapting what's there, it's building a thing around it. And you know, built with the assets of Doom. Um, huge one big control difference is it does the blink thing, but it also does dashes. If you hit like down on the left circle pad, it bounces you backwards. Is that what it's called? Circle pad? What's I don't know. I don't know. But, it's but, but yeah, it's a circle pad that like detects your, um, Where your thumb, your thumb the whole time. Right. So yeah. you hit left, you do a quick dash left. And so you're doing these like quick dashes in and out. Very like, it feels almost like something like arms or virtual auto where you're like, I'm like side dashing like back and forth. Like right. very like I'm controlling this. As arena. opposed to, because that, that's the problem with the teleportation stuff is that in a, in a sequence where you need to do things quickly, yes. it very quickly falls apart. Um, I'll say with Fallout VR, the way that you do it is to be in vats. You only blink in vats. Now that I think about oh, it. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Which is actually kind of cool. Yeah. But it's also weird because you're really good. You just bounce all over the fucking place in the demo that I... But I understand that being the design solution. I do, except that, like, it made every fight a fight where I'm like, I'm gonna go into vats and just teleport behind this person and shoot them in the back of the head. 
Um, I think the demo it was like just just have fun, honestly. Right, Don't even worry right. About it, but the, but the idea that you're like just tapping the directions to do a dash that doesn't slow you down right. in Doom. That's a really creative it's, solution it's to really, that problem. It's really cool. And it's then, an arena thing, right? It's not the actual game. It's like its, it's own... Le- it was level-based, actually. Oh, is it? An arena? Oh, that makes me way yeah, happier. Yeah, like, I, well, I don't want to fight waves of enemies. Well, That's boring so to me. Well, there's going to be parts where it's like Right, but it's like, you clear this, move on to the next thing. Yeah, like, you start off with, like, a robot hand, and then you, like, inhabit a weird robot body that has guns. Okay. It's kind of cool. Uh, and then the other big thing is it does have Blink, and the thing that's most interesting about Blink is instead of having gl- the glory kills from Doom, which yeah. is like you shoot somebody until they're all flashy and then you get up close and do a melee hit, yeah. you blink into them and you telefrag them. So it's similar in that you're instantly killing them, but it's really fast and really fun to do that. That sounds awesome. That game felt really cool. So if you have Aww. a vibe, you give a fuck about VR, if you like Doom, that's Yeah, I got all that. those things. Check, check, check. Totally. What else do people see there? Um, I saw Nino Kuni 2. Ooh, speaking of anime, like Doom. Speaking of anime, so I was really excited to play this because, like, Nino Kuni One was probably my game of the year for 2013. I put mm-hmm. like 70 hours into that game. Um, Nino Kuni Two it plays way different than it's like turn-based versus action. No, it's the other real time, right? It's yeah, real time versus so now. Now, now it's, it's real time. Now it's like an action game, right. like a square attack and a triangle. Attack. Like more like Tales of sort yeah, of yeah. yeah. So absolutely. what I played was like a. Really super early build. Like I was getting stuck on environments. Out this year? And, no, uh, I have no idea. I don't, I don't remember. Chat? Um, I was getting stuck in the environment. They had to like restart the game. Ooh, um, wow. Every so there were two modes that you could play. You could go straight into a boss fight with like this big dragon, or you could um, go to like the top of this like mountain and fly with some sky pirates yeah. to. Uh, another fight, and one of the things I really loved about Nino Kuni One was the environment was so beautiful. You had this dragon, you like flew through the mm. sky, and everything was gorgeous. Um, so I chose that route, and I went and I did this fight, and it was weird. It was weird, like it was weird not being able to control like um, the items on like the other members of my team. Right. Like you're only playing as yourself. This reminds me of I wanted. I love the world of Final Fantasy XII, mm-hmm. but could not... We were talking about this with Xeno, Xenoblade Chronicles, same way, where it's like, I like having full control over my party. Like, I just prefer... When I play, like, a, those Japanese RPGs, I just prefer turn-based yeah. control over yeah. my characters. Like, And so when it does, like, the MMO style of, like, just assign... This is aggressive, defensive. Right. Like you want that. Yeah, I was like, I want that control. Yeah, like I couldn't heal anyone, and maybe that just was, wasn't part of the system, build. Well, that, but so the whole system is very Pikmin esque. There are all these. Are they still in that demo? Yes. Yeah. There's like these little Pikmin, and and they're not and, actually Pikmin. And a group of them, they're not. So the Nintendo's they're really they're licensing they're their IP guys. out in weird yeah. directions. <laughs> One group, like you, you when the circle lights up, you mm-hmm. enter the circle, mm-hmm. you push X, they will fight for you. Another group. The circle lights up, you run in the circle, you push X, they will heal you right. or shield you or whatever mm-hmm. else. Um, so that's a mechanic that is new that is kind of interesting. But yeah. still, like, like it's not me, like, switching to my familiar and like and cool. using his, like, really cool, awesome right. powers or whatever I'm curious else. if, like, this is maybe a game that demos poorly, right? Like, JRPGs in general yeah. do demo yeah. poorly, yeah. Yeah, it also looks very different. It, it was jarring. It was yeah. jarring. But yeah. I'll still play it because... The animation still looks a lot like the the Ghibli's not all involved the cut, anymore. Right? No, they're not involved, yeah. but they kept like this. They the like mimic the animation yeah. style, so the cutscenes all look the same. Um, but like the three animations, wasn't there some, little, there's some weird some character that people loved from that first game? Some weird. Tim? All Oliver is, was the main character of the first game. 
was the so, little boy with the brown hair. In this game, there's some weird character people love from that game. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong game. Quill. Oh, Peter Quill. No, no, just regular Quill. Oh, Peter Quill's a different character. Oh, uh, Star Lord. Right, Star Lord. He's, oh, a, he's yeah, a raccoon. Yeah, raccoon. I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that, I hope, that's I hope drawing, it turns so. out to be good. I, I really yeah. hope it turns out to be good. I'll buy it regardless because I, I really love the first one. So. I was like, oh, JRPGs are hard to demo. Except <laughs> we all did. You didn't play Battle Chasers at all. You played Battle Chasers. Battle Chasers. It's been oh a couple weeks God. since I played Battle Chasers. My yeah. demo was rushed. So tell me about your I wasn't prepared. I, I like I knew about the Kickstarter, but I haven't really been keeping up with what's been going on with the game. I haven't watched any like recent trailers or anything mm-hmm. like that. So well, I guess the set of the game, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's from that. a bunch. Um, one of the lead designers on Darksiders yeah. um, and Darksiders Two, um, and then the artist I don't Joe Maduera. I'm not sure how to pronounce. Is that right? I'm not sure. I know how to write it. I don't. Yeah, I've never yeah, pronounced yeah. it out loud. Yeah. But he uh, was an uh, uh, X Marvel right. uh, comic artist. Did a lot of X Men and I, things like that. Battle Chasers was a comic. Yes, years in years late ago. the late nineties, or, or, or as, as, as he put it. I like to say late 90s if I want to date myself, of the early 2000s if I want to make it seem really like I'm older. Um, and those, those designs in that comic had always been very And he was so upfront about that. Yeah, he was like, yeah. he was like, no one was making stuff that That's was exactly right. I by said, Japan. I was like, hey, you know your main character like looks just, just like Gus from Berserk. Yep. And he goes, yeah, Berserk was a, a big influence. <laughs> I, the thing that I said, this is like, it, it felt like when I saw it that it was like someone realized that lots of Americans had not seen anime designs before. Yep. And he was like, what can I take from, you know, Berserk? What can I take from, like, Slayers? What can I take from, like, all of that design is, like, so there. And I, I don't even mean that as a diss. Like, that that comic came out forever ago. Yeah. Those are the characters they are. You, yeah. you made those characters then. And also, for him, he, like, acknowledged, like, I was a lot younger. Exactly. Like, just, exactly. It was specifically a series that was, like, Ripping on yes, influences, and, and it's what's interesting is them re- returning to that. Yes. Is now it's a game riffing on influences, exactly. in which like they like we love JRPGs. We want to do kind of our own thing yeah. based on that, and it's not based on any particular, but like just you know the the Chrono Trigger Final Fantasy era, like that like SNES era of like yeah. JRPGs, and them doing their own thing with like modern systems, yeah. and like it's a gorgeous art. I mean, it, it looks, looks so amazing. Good. It looks so good. I, I was thinking like. Some of the animations, like when the characters are walking or when they're getting ready to fight, remind me a little bit of like Vanillaware with dragons. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can see that. Yeah, really beautiful. And then the combat style, I think one of the things that's really cool about it is just there is this like, there's a lot of like risk reward in terms of like charging up basically for mm-hmm. bigger attacks. I don't want to get into the specifics quite yet, but like there's there, there. You know, like there's yes. something there that is not just. Uh, menu like pure traditional like Final Fantasy seven style. Right. Not that I'm, right. I don't like Final Fantasy seven that much, but you know what I mean. Wait, Final Fantasy eight's better. And it's also like, um, ah. are you a Final Fantasy nine person? No, I'm not. Okay, good because I don't want to judge. No, people love that game. Of the three, nine. Yeah. Well, eight's in, eight's just unbearably sad. Okay, fair. There's that like a, that's why I like don't it. yeah. What about what about ten? Let's talk some orphanages. Uh, voice ten's good. Tina's good. I love it. Oh, great. Well, Titus. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Titus. 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 Come on. Titus. You like 10? Titus? You know. 10-2. 10-2 yeah. is great. <laughs> one thing I like oh. about one thing I like Wait. about the combat no. in that game mm-hmm. is um, you can like do damage to enemies before you get into a fight with them, or you can like oh, stun right. them before you get totally. into a fight with them, which is not something that you see in a lot of games yeah, like this. Persona like, just, does that Persona still do that? I don't. I've think played Persona. a bunch of Persona Five, and I don't remember. I don't think it does. Yeah, that. you but, can like you could double hit an enemy, enter into a fight. And it'll have taken that damage, so you oh, that's like, already cool. weaken it, or you can stun it, and you'll get into a fight. And so yeah, your party's of three, and then when you're on the like sort of the dungeon area where like you're exploring, you can swap between the party that you have because each of them is uh, oh, they call cool. them dungeon abilities. And so like for example, like one of them has like a light, so it's like if you're in a, a dungeon that doesn't yeah. isn't illuminated, yeah. like you can see in front of you further. Um, the big mech. Um, has like an arm cannon, yeah, and so it's, it's like cool he, he can hit from a distance and like do fire damage before getting into a fight. And you can stack that fire damage. Right. You can hit them up to three times, so they're going to hit with like boom, boom, boom. And then you can right when you get in. And also one of the things I think is really clever that they're doing in terms of like character archetypes is like, for example, the giant mech um, is actually the healer. Yeah, and yeah, they're actually yeah. flipping your expectations on characters because they're like, it's f- like funny that the giant mech is the healer. Right, and, like, the, it and is the very funny. small yeah, character is the tank, like the twelve-year-old right, right. is the tank. tank. Yes. Um, another thing I really like about the game is the cutscenes, and you can tell they're going back to the comics because the cutscenes are all like comic-style cutscenes, right, right. like um, like pop-out panels with dialogue. Um, you know what I like is that this game is called Battle Chasers Night War. Which like wraps back around, yep. you know. But like one word, night war. Night war. Battle chasers, yeah. two words. Night war, one word. Mm-mm. Yeah, one word. Oh, battle chasers is separate. Just to comment a little bit more on the animation, there was a a part in our demo where uh, we got to a fishing pond, like where you can catch fish. It's a fishing mini game. Fishing it. fishing mini game that you can encounter like multiple times throughout yeah. the game. Um, and the fish chunks will be like currency, or you can use them for like crafting or whatever else. And yeah, the animation yeah, fish there, chunks. Yeah. No, you, it's currency. Yeah, you don't it's, eat it's them. Currency. You, you give them to someone them. who wants the chunk. Okay. And yeah. they yeah. want that, the chunk. That animation is like beautiful. Right. You'll finish. <laughs> don't judge. I'm not. Don't, don't chunk shame. Don't chunk shame. I'm like, what is the opposite? Just some dude rolls into town, just like reeking, just like rotting, like like marine death. That's the chunk. Is this billionaire? That's like the Seattle uh, fish fish rich. market or whatever. He got the chunk. He got the chunk. But yeah, that was that was like um, it's my favorite Transformers song. He got the chunk. <laughs> he got the chunk. Oh, I was gonna oh. <laughs> Boo, boo. Uh-huh. End this stream. Okay. Anyway, that was it. The the animation Battle Chaser Night War. It, it's coming out uh, later this year. It's gonna be on Switch. That I'm game will be it. perfect on it. Switch. I'm getting it. It's and the amazing. animation was good. Is that what you're saying? The animation was real good. Yeah, Switch is like perfect it. for it. So I'm excited for that. Oh, one uh, little mechanical thing because they're that I thought was interesting. So when you're crafting, only happens in the dungeons. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen in like the, right. the hub area. Um, and if you you know if ordered to upgrade a, a weapon to like from a normal to like a rare to epic or whatever. Um, if you don't have all the 
stuff that you need. Like, let's say you're missing some elements or whatever to upgrade. You can, it'll give you a percentage, and you can still gamble on creating it. Oh, so you'll it's lose like, all your shit. Yeah, but hey. Yeah. But yeah. it's like your one, like, wood piece last. So, like, well, you've got an 80% chance. Do you want to try it anyway? Right. And that's, like, a interesting, and the, it's the, uh, the opposite is true, in which, um... If you want to take uh, a weapon that is normal, is not rarefied, you can craft on top of it and give it way more of normal elements with a for a chance to, for it to turn into like a okay. more rare type. That's and, cool. Yeah, it's just all these something cool. Like, they they clearly sounds, love that yeah. genre and are doing yeah. like really smart, interesting things with it. Where it's not just a boring. We decided to make a JRPG. It's like. We love these games, and we're bringing, like, decades of passion about them. Right. Especially as, weirdly, like, Square moves away from, like, turn-based stuff. Yeah. And so, it's... There's a nostal- nostalgic element to it that gets an additional sort of reaction from me because the studios that made those games in the first place are quickly moving to sort right. of, like, action-oriented. Yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. no, other, no other RPGs on this list. Well, I guess Shadow of War has stats... You it played does. a lot of Shadow of War. You played way more Shadow of War than me. Well, uh, yeah. I went to what this, did you play? Uh, it's, I'm pretty sure it's this. It, so the demo... Well, you can correct me and see if it's the same demo as what you played. You sit down, there's like... Uh, it starts with the... I don't know, the kingdom or what are they, when you The invasion mission. Uh, siege. Siege. Um, you can do a siege or story mission. There's basically the part of the map where like, what do you want to go do? And I was oh, like, okay, uh, cool. They wouldn't let me... Okay. They wouldn't let me... So, so I did the Chaos King. So Shadow of War <laughs> is like the first thing that they kind of came out and said... Shadow of War is the sequel to Shadow of Mortar. Of course. Shadow of War. Uh, you're playing as Kallion, who is the ranger, and the, the elven, um, uh, whatever Wraith, that is. Yes. Whose name is... Rar. Elvis. Uh, Elvis Rar. Elvis Rar. <laughs> R-O-C. Um, fuck, it's actually gonna kill me. Oh, oh, Cal- Calabrimbor. Okay. Oh, Oof. Jesus. Okay, wow. Calabrimbor. I fucking hate Tolkien, too. That, that is the worst name I've ever These are heard. Elf. Fucking don't judge Elf. Calabrimbor? Yeah, he's like Irish. Don't chunk shame. Okay. God. Calabrimbor. Okay. Maybe, maybe they're supposed to be Welsh. I don't remember what Tolkien Can we just shorten it to Brimbor? <laughs> <laughs> no! Why? I don't know. Is that shorter? Is it? It is, yes. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah, it's technically. Kella, and then it's Brimbor. You, what Kella. about Calabrimbor? That's our, that's a friend of the table OC, actually, oh, already. Shit. I asked a hella question in an interview <laughs> today, but we'll get to that okay. later. So, uh, so in, this is the sequel. The first thing they showed about this game was like, okay, you know we already have procedurally generated orcs. Now we have procedurally generated fortresses. We got castles, what have bees in them. Or, instead of having attacked bees, we have oil that you can dump on them. Or we have, like, arbalests shooting out and catapults and yeah. different defensive techniques and... This one's poison versus this one being like industrial or, or whatever. This one has cult magic. Um, and I played through that demo and I beat that, that thing. Well, okay, so I got to the end of the fight, which is like there's the lieutenant orcs and then there's like the war chief. Now, yeah, now, but there's a, something above that now, isn't it? Or is, they added a layer above what it was in the previous game. Sure. Whatever. There's layers of Yeah, orcs. so I was the, the top layer yeah, yeah. who runs the, the fortress. And I was like, I got you. And I did not have him, but it was a very close fight. And it came down to the final blow, and I killed him. And to beta folks, after I killed him, while I was still in the I won animation, it was like, you did, like, jog, slow motion. Another rando, regular ass orc was like, back done, you're done. (laughs) And I didn't save. (laughs) Right, exactly. Well, no, it caught in a weird middle zone where it was like. The game didn't know what to do. It didn't have a fucking clue. It was like, well, you killed the fortress chief, but you died. Right, but then you died instantly. And so it never did the thing of like, 
what's supposed to happen is you kill the, the war chief yeah. and you say, okay, you know, Jakal, you're the new war chief. You move up and you take over this fortress. Right. For me, your local, like, or, there's a bunch of different orc cultures in this where it's like, oh, these are the ones who worship, like, dark magics. These are the ones that are good at science and industry. <laughs> these are the ones that, this one's a bard. Like, that's, those are all serious yeah. things. Um, and whatever one you put there, like, their tribal culture rises up and takes over the zone and becomes more like that. It didn't give me that option. It just popped me back into the world, and I was like, we're here now. And I had, like, 20 minutes of my demo left. And so I was in this dead state where, like, I couldn't do anything because they would The dude who was giving me the demo was like, maybe you could go, like, a little bit into the world. No one will notice. Maybe just go back just, like, a little no bit. No one will notice that you're dead? No, no, no. no like, like, they, they, he, he wasn't allowed them to, I wasn't like, allowed to go into the up. zone outside. Yeah. And the game just fucked up. I like, couldn't get it back to the right state. So, oh, yeah, so this, this is a lot bigger. Yeah, I got to explain a little bit. I mean, they were like, hey, warp to these areas. We don't want you to, like, look in between. But I got... I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that game. I loved the last game. Right. Like, I really, really liked uh, mm-hmm. Shadow of Mordor. And I don't know what it is about... The, I mean, I played it for an hour and a half, almost, because yep. uh, they were just like, hey, just keep going. There's a ton of stuff. Like, you want to keep playing? I was like, right. hey. And it's the last day of E3, which means, like, I don't want to fucking move. Well, and the guy, he's like, hey, do you want to play this game? I was like, I mean, I played the other one. He's like, great. This is going to be a much easier demo. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I don't like... For one... It looks really flat in a yeah. way that I. It's been a couple of years since I played the last game. game. Was that game flat too? Yeah. Mm, okay. It had moments. It had moments. Like like all like most games, it had moments where it was like, oh wow, like the fire is hitting this cave really cool or whatever. But like mostly, it was like stacked gray and like brown, brown and a lot of brown, a little bit in of that. like really desaturated green. I didn't like how this game controlled either. I, I, the character feels like a weird tank. Yep. And, and not jumping on things is awkward, yeah. and it just feels very stilted in a way that I didn't I don't expect. Know. And a part of it, is and I almost don't know how to articulate it because I, I I played it for an hour thinking, well, maybe I'm just not getting the rhythm. Yeah, of but it. people, it's like, and I, I played the thing in 20 minutes or, or whatever. Playing, I was like, okay, it's 20 minutes. Maybe it's because I hopped into the middle of a game, right? Or, you know, it's been a while since I played this. But hearing you play for over an hour. That's not a good song. No, I could just I couldn't quite grasp. And the guy was like laughing, like, "Oh, it's your first time playing." When's that? Out? In, well, it was in August, and then they fucked up, and now it's coming in October. They fucked up. I mean, well, because that game had August to itself, and oh. then now it's coming in October, which October is loaded with Mario Odyssey, sure, Assassin's sure, sure, Creed, sure. and Wolfenstein. Like that game is gonna get. Based on the hour and a half I played in which that game seems not mostly done, but like, this is the game. Right. They're not making big sweeping changes. Right. No, and it's, it, it concerns me. Um, it, it didn't, it's, I feel like maybe like the siege stuff, while interesting. I don't think it's interesting. I don't at all. know that that's the double down that I wanted. I don't think it's interesting at all. So like, the actual sieging is boring. Yo, what do you do to it's win? It's like, oh, I, I, I walk up to this giant castle and he's like, oh, well, they're throwing, Stuff Who cares? You shoot matter. arrows at them, I guess. Like, okay, and mostly you can just leave the groups you have to just to do, do their work. Stuff. And even if they're not doing their work, the way you win the castle over is you go to the red zone on the map, you and stand then hit down. It, you kill a bunch of orcs until you can hit down. Then you yeah. win. And, like, it was the wrong, like, 
Which, well, um, wait, is the red zone like a keep inside the... It's just like, oh, this part of There the, are different capture points, and then you cap- get all the capture oh, points, okay, then you okay, gain, yeah. you know, you get the castle, and that's the end of that. Like, like in there's real, a, there's in a raid, war. Yeah, there's a raid per zone. They said there's a bunch of zones, right. as opposed to in uh, Shadow Mortar, there were two zones. Right. There's a north and a south over a wall that you're trying to get through. This one, he's like, oh, we got all the zones. I was like, I don't know if I need all the zones. Because, like, part of my problem uh, with uh, Shadow Mortar was, like, I was able to... Uh, paper over, yeah. like how sparse the world was because I was uh, the Nemesis system was so fascinating, right? And now they've just a, a world that is also sparse, but there's just more of it. And the Nemesis see- the parts of the Nemesis system they doubled down on were not the parts that I wanted to see more of. And like, what frustrates me is that one of the things I did walk away from that first game feeling was like, did did you all? Finished? Did anybody here finish the first? I did. Yeah. You did. Did you? Okay. So I'm gonna spoil briefly one <laughs> bad ending. Terrible. Ending. Terrible. So ending. I'm gonna just that part's not the part. I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna spoil the bit that I think is actually kind of good. Yeah. Which is that whole game you're building an army of orcs, fighting mm-hmm. and sniping them, blah blah blah. It's shitty. But in this moment, you have your army of orcs, and they face off against like Sauron's chosen or whatever. The whatever. Black yeah. Black God. Whatever the fuck. They're and the chosen are part of the new game. <laughs> yeah. So you uh, you score off, and it's like, oh shit! Like this is a war finally. This is finally a big fucking battle. Right. I've been doing these little skirmishes. This is like my dudes, their dudes, out front of the fucking black gate. Let's go. And it felt really good. And that feels like the forts are supposed to give me that. Yes. But because, you know, the way you won that in the original game, if I, if I remember, I was just like, yo, we killed those dudes. Yeah. We killed them. They're dead. Well, part I of the reason that, because you could have, you could initiate the end game at a certain point whenever you wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, part of the appeal is like, I'm going to chip away. I'm going to chip right. away. I'm going to chip. So right. when I get there, they're in an incredibly weakened state, which yeah. is like, we're going to fucking roll yes. over you. And that was like, like a deeply satisfying, like yeah. in which like systems, mechanics all came together to make you feel like the extra time I put it on this side stuff, which I didn't have to do, but make me feel like a, like a badass as I'm like rolling up on Sauron. Yeah. We'll see. Oh, I'm, 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 yeah, the demos have been poor. They've been poor. I'm hoping that naturally playing the game, maybe there's, and there's something stuff there a little that's bit like, more. that could be satisfying that we, you only see briefly, like, there's a loop system, you can upgrade your weapons, you get, like, drops. Yeah. But it all felt excessive, or not excessive, it all felt like it, it going a lily, except it wasn't a lily at all anymore, it was like, just like some grass. Well, the, the, the original game, grass. it felt like they, they grasped something they didn't quite realize everyone was gonna respond to, and, they spent several years making something that it didn't feel like they then spent that right. time grasping it. It's the other thing that's just like, I want more proc gen NPCs in games generally. Right. And who knows what all they're doing here, but like, there's a game on uh, Kickstarter right now. Uh, I, this is not an endorsement. I haven't played this. So I'm not endorsing it. I, I don't have to report on Kickstarters until they're funded. Maybe it's funded, actually. It's by uh, the guy who made the game Soul Trader, which is like a, a top-down sci-fi space thing that I really like. Jack the mm-hmm. about it last year. Um, that is all about procedural, the, the soul, soul trade was all about procedurally generated people where you'd be like, talk to somebody and they'd be like, oh, I want you to go find this guy. And then you'd go off and like talk to a billion people throughout the solar system and find out like three hours later that like the person who asked you is secretly that person's like, you know, granddaughter and like, oh wow, like Proc Gen produced this effect that's really cool. And the new game he's doing is, is called like Elder Light, E-L-E-A-L-D-O-R, Elder Light. Uh, that's like similar in a, in a in a fantasy setting. That's like a fantasy kingdom, and like everyone's connected in different ways. I think like Procgen has a great deal of uh, p- possibility in the space, mm-hmm. and that's the direction I wanted the Shadow of right. Mortar team to go. And was like, 
give me more people who are procedurally generated and maybe don't make them all just like the enemy I have to kill. Make right. like the resistance, like the people from Gondor can be procedurally generated. Or things that can be surprising. Right. Give me those relationships. Not just I like. Let me have partners yeah. who die who I thought they died and then they come back and now they have like a, a hook arm and like, oh, I never let you go. Tell you, like, you know, I always have your back. Like that sort of stuff. I mentioned the Far Cry 2 buddy system the other day. Like that has a similar element there to There is that. a little like, uh, you can uh, there before like the orcs the orcs that are in your army yeah, yeah, if yeah. they they can be uh, they come like bloodied or something like that but it's like they they right. they will die out yeah. unless you go over and revive them and they said like stuff like that they remember that totally. and will remark it to you later where it's like hey thanks for helping me in battle it's just cool stuff. I just want like a thousand more of those things and I want stuff like that that isn't just about like did I kill that dude or did he die right I want some of that stuff that's like you did that quest line for me and now also X Y Z right 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 and some of that is always just going to be authored yep. but like I want them to explain. The nemesis system was well, so like it's the, the, the line between authored and procedurally generated, yeah. where it's like it uses procedural generation to like enhance authored totally pieces. Totally. Apparently, the the dev of Elder Light is doing a stream of that tomorrow. Oh, cool. I'll check that out. Maybe maybe I'll have still have Wi Fi before my play. <laughs> uh, Rob, you saw cars. You I saw did. two different cars. I saw two very different cars. Well, are they very different? They are. Okay. Uh, I saw Project Cars two, uh-huh. and I saw F one twenty seventeen. Which had better cars? Project cars. And it has cars in the name, so. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's their project. Right. Like, how could it not? Right. Like, I'm on 2017. Like, it's, it's concerned Wait, does it have, with the... Does it have 2017 cars? Uh, it does. Formula One cars, but it also has a few uh, not 2017 cars. It has classic... Sorry, I meant does it have the number? Literally the number. 2017 different oh, cars. Oh, so does, is it... Okay. What so do you have each paint job? Does that add up? Are those different cars? Uh, you can't put... No, cosmetic... No, you can't do cosmetic changes in that one game. Oh, okay, about Project Cars. Okay, now we're on Project Cars. Oh, Project Cars is only Project Cars 2. Are there two cars in Project Cars? But there are... There are only they're two. Very they're very detailed. They're very good. Okay. Uh, they're very good cars. They're like Transformers. Uh, so, like, you're driving, like, a, a McLaren in one moment, but then it's like, what if it was a rally car? It's not sure he's lying. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Different cars. Michael uh, Bay's Project Cars 2. Ooh, ooh. Which is basically split second. But <laughs> Great game. Where's my sequel? Oh. Really good game. Yep. So, yeah, uh... Very different demo setups as well. Uh, F1 2017 was, again, one of those fucking immersive pod things. You got the force feedback wheel, mm-hmm. the racing seat. Yeah. The uh, thing you will never have at home. Yeah, they want I you to know. Wheel at that, home, that's how, right. Yeah, that's how it's But play. not a pod. Not a pod. It's, it's a little too, admit, too much of a commitment. They're selling it with the game. They should it's be. It's DLC. Yeah. <laughs> you um, download that thing in your house? 3D, yeah. 3D printers. Yes. Like. So, F1 2017... You know, I got away from the series a little bit because so at the at the generation shift, like the last yeah. games they made for uh, you know PS3 and 360 were really really good, feature rich. Um, you know, the last thing they introduced was like vintage F1 cars in, into the series, so like you could go back and race uh, F1 cars from the 80s, which was when they were basically experimenting with really like far out there. Um, both active suspensions, mm-hmm. uh, which every car now has, but F1 actually got rid of because it took too much of the skill out of the game, basically. Okay. Also, ground effect aerodynamics, uh, which, okay, so they got rid of it because it's super dangerous because there's two ways to generate grip. You have mechanical grip okay. and aerodynamic grip. Sure. Aerodynamic grip is the air flowing over the wing, forces down on the car, you get a little more grip. If that airflow goes away... You're in deep shit. Right. In the 80s, they started experimenting with ground effect aerodynamics, which kind of like sucked the car to the track, 
using underbody aerodynamics, which let them go insanely fast. But when you clutch, <laughs> when you clutch, is, and she's still I hate you. I hate you. Like, I hate you. Okay, go, okay, go, okay, go. Welcome to the Waypoint Racing Sim. Go, go. Is Mechanical like the thing like a Terminator has? <laughs> it is. Uh, like a, like a, a severed hand comes <laughs> out of your car <laughs> and just like grabs onto the track. And then later Bernie Ecclestone comes along and is like, we're going to study this. Anyway, the point is, they got rid of ground effect aerodynamics because once it got broke, like once that got broken, yeah, your car was going 200 miles an hour oh, down shit. through the air. Right. So that's and, gone for real. Yeah, no, they got rid of that. Is that but in the game? Some of those cars that sort of operate in front of those, those uh, principles. Too dangerous for real life of video games. But they were in real life. These were real cars. I know, but that's what I'm saying, but we stopped doing it in real life. We stopped doing it. Keep doing it in the it digital world. Absolutely, because it's extreme like that. And yet, for all that, they said they've updated the handling model, all this stuff. The 2017, like, there was a, a real lack of physicality in that game that was really pissing me off. Like because like the what we know way. Like even on the control in a project cars, for instance, like you can feel sort of the racing surface. Yeah, you, you super can feel can. Yeah. Project cars are like the one thing I'll say about both, both Project Cars one and two in my time with them both. I feel as good successfully turning on a corner at like a sort of high speed in Project Cars as I do winning a race in Mario Kart. Sure. Like getting a single good turn is like Oh, I'm the fucking best in the world. Yeah, I'm in last place, but did you see that fucking turn? I didn't, I didn't crash. <laughs> I didn't crash somehow because it feels like it just the, the the racing surface feels very real, very out of control unless you you put in a lot of work to like learn how to read it. Yeah, right. and so you get really used to like sort of feathering the throttle just the right way. It feels great. F1 2017 kind of felt floaty and disconnected. Mm, it felt true. like I was driving a slot car. Now it might be. Uh, you know, I was on uh, the Monza track, which is not terribly demanding. It's a very mm-hmm. fast track, but it just kind of felt like I was playing a game where I was controlling a car, but I was not you in a actually car. in a car. With Project, Project cars. cars, you were in a fucking car. Yeah, yeah. Project cars, right. Project cars was cool. Um, for the most part, I think the improvements are pretty marginal. Project Cars is a great race already. Game. It's going to be that again, except some of the other racing modes are a little intriguing. But I'm not sure they did anything for me personally. Like, there was a, a sort of rallycross track sure. where it's, like, it's dirt track racing. Uh, but it's not, like, rally racing, which is, like, point-to-point. It's right. a really tiny uh, dirt track. And, God, that pissed me off. Because then, because that's all drifting. It's, like, the track is, like, it feels like the size of, the size of this living room, basically. Right. And so your car is just, like, basically, like, spinning in a big circle, and that's a lap. That's kind of how it feels. Uh, if you enjoy drifting, uh, if if Tokyo Drift is your favorite uh, Fast and Furious film, then maybe favorite. Most I mean, like you can like drifting and also not think Tokyo Drift is your favorite. It's, yeah, movie. totally. I like drifting a lot. I want to like take titles. I like Bow Wow. I mean, Tokyo Drift Bow-wow is, good. is good. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm right. just saying I don't want to be tied to that as my favorite. That lead character sucks, but the rest of the movie is good. It's a good movie. Yes. Yeah. Should have been more hand. That's yeah, just, just in yeah. life. Generally. I agree, I agree. I miss yeah. him. So, usually he's the same character in fucking uh, Better Luck Tomorrow. Wait, what do you mean? That's Han. That actor is in Better Luck Tomorrow. Oh, oh yeah, I know that. Yeah, okay, I didn't know that. No, I thought you were saying like, that. those are like part of the same cinematic universe. They are. That's Han. That's wait, not the same actor. Wait, That's wait, Han. whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, 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 100%. They've said this. 
That's oh, Han. They're saying they're connected. That dude is Han. Is Han really dead? I hope not. Okay. We all, every day. I, everyone hopes not. <laughs> so anyway, Project Cars feels like a sequel. Like, Project Cars 2 feels like Project Cars 2. Now, now dirtier tracks. That's it. That's how it goes. Where was that? That you sh- shot that to the ceiling. I hate this. All right, this is another. Uh, car sounded good, Rob. Let me tell you. Let me break your heart and tell you about bad Gundams. No, you're not gonna, because I know about this game in a way that's like you can't. Rob and I heart. just didn't like it. So okay. you know, it's because you. I understand why you don't like it, which is like it's. A you don't really, understand Gundams. No, 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 it's not that at all. I actually okay. think that game doesn't have much to do with Gundam outside of like the fandom around what a Gundam is. It's a. It's like jump. It's like what if you'd never played a fighting game before, and then you're like, oh. Here's MKX. Like, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I get all. it. I did like the, that I could play as Amuro Ray, like, you know, controlling a fucking Gundam. That was cool. cool. And you could, like, so, pick from a million different different mechs. That series is just, like, from a line of type of fighting game where, like, if you don't know what a Watari Dash is, it's not going to make any sense to you. It's going to feel really, like, clunky and That's where Tannik and I ended up. Yeah, it totally. Just felt, it, That's, like, Virtual On's the same way, shit. where it's, like... So, Virtual On, for instance, here's, like, a very basic thing about Virtual On that it, the game does not teach you, is if you jump, the the camera will lock onto your enemy, and so a very important thing to do in Virtual On all the time is to jump and land really quick, because it keeps you locked on. It also locks onto your enemy when you dash and, and fire, and Gundam mm. versus fire, it follows all of those rules. Yeah. And so it's, like not knowing how to block or walk right in a Street Fighter or something. And so that game's going to bomb here. It's going to be, like, really poorly, because unless they have a really good tutorial mode that introduces those very important mechanics. But otherwise, it's like, this is a big slow... You're going to be yeah. walking around really slow and, and not Gundam understand... Should, and the Gundams are fast and graceful, right? right? right. Like, MechWarrior's slow, Hulk. Totally. A Gundam is like, what if a giant robot was also, like, a samurai? Totally. Exactly. Yeah. Even, like, the most bulky shows, like, oh, wait, the mess team are still, like, when they gotta go, or, like, the best pilots still get that fast stuff out of them. So, I'm I'm not trying to shut down your yeah. shit on Gundam. Yeah. It's just, like, it's a weird thing because I expect that game to flop because it's the... Do you think you might like it? No, I mean, I know I will probably like it. Like, I have imported multiple Gundam versus games. Okay. I've been following the series for years. I played it on the Vita when that finally came out. I've imported virtual long games. It's a genre of fighter that I like a lot yeah. that is coming out and people are going to think it's an action game and it is not. It is a fighting game. My 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 one other complaint with it was just that it, it kind of looked bad. Yeah, it looks like bad. It, it just was like the, the environment was like flat yep. and like yep. the Gundams even like looked kind of like shitty and flat yeah. colored and like I don't know. Reminds me of was like it, Warrior One. How did it run? Was it running in like was it, this is like again a thing I don't ever ask. Like, was it running in sixty frames per second? Um, uh, I don't think was it so. Smooth? It felt chunky. Yeah, it, it felt a little shame. chunky. Yeah. That will be a problem. It felt a little sluggish, uh, but that also might have been the complete lack of anti-aliasing. Might have also just made you know what I mean. Like, if a game certain, like looks like it's chugging and right, sort of like chunking right, along, right. you sort of read it that way. Everything felt like it was sluggish, uh, so it's tough for me to prize apart like frame frame rate. Yeah. So it goes. I'm. When's that out? Is there a date? Is that this year still? Oh god, that's in my notes somewhere. But okay, that's fine. But like after ten, five, ten, five minutes with that game, I was like, eh, I don't care about Gundam versus. Does anyone have questions about Wolfenstein, New Colossus, or Gundam? I had a question. Sure. Where do you stand on Escaflone? I'm in the middle of an. Woo! I'm in the middle of an Escaflone rewatch right now. Okay. Like I'm trying to watch like one episode a week. 
Okay. Yes. Mecha anime. So it is mecha. Like, oh yeah. Absolutely. Okay, great. Absolutely. Of it's course like, it's, like it's mecha. And like romance and like you go to the moon, but it turns out that or maybe it's not the moon. It's like no, the, the, Earth is the planet. Earth is the planet. Of course, of course. Yeah. That it also has like the best anime opening of literally all time. It's a very good so. opening. Anyway. How sexy is the prince's brother, the Stratagos? Very. The, yeah. the evil man? Not you. I, I don't well, he's not that evil. He's not that evil. He's, he's like a touch. That at the character end. He's like, like yeah, he's taught like an entire generation of people like what a certain type of hot dude. Hot. I also like, love the, sad the dude I also love the two girls, the cat girls or the cat, cat girl. Yeah, I love that fucking anime. Goddamn. Okay, good. so Escafone is good. Fantastic. Yeah. I've never been sure. I liked it when I was a kid. But oh my gosh! I was like, watch it now. Song. It holds up. I, I had friends who just did an Escafone watch party. Actually. Yeah, I own it all on DVD still. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's real good. yeah. Apparently, I, I am the. I was like, someone was like, what's up with Hari Dash? And I was going to look for an example. Like, I would link people to, like, oh, here's a fact on Watari Dashing in Virtual On. I am the top hit for the word Watari Dash, which is weird. Um, Patrick, it's like, yeah. is a series about a Japanese schoolgirl who's pulled into a magical world of self discovery and she encounters. Uh, he's probably the prince who's kind of disgraced. He's sort of a proto Prince Zuko mm-hmm. in some ways. But yeah, he is. But uh, you know, this world yeah. wars are fought with these uh, sort of, sort of pseudo mecha type units uh, that all have like beautiful gemstones uh, in their so like, treasure. But also, the gemstones are, like, are sort of like a, a rare resource, like a mineral resource that the evil empire is digging up out of the ground. Right, the evil empire is like industrializing, but it also is very traditional. Right. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's great. I think you'd love it. Um, I think you would too. Yeah. Yeah. What is Patrick's favorite? 90s, me, 90s mech shoujo is definitely very Patrick. It's incredible. I think Patrick's favorite, sad to say, would be that, like Lancelotish dude. Yeah. Um, he's he's kind of like, boring. He is kind of boring. He is kind yeah. of boring. What else? Uh, Wolfenstein, the new new Colossus. I played that. There's Nazis in it. <laughs> How are the wheelchair controls? Does it feel Oh, I had no idea there would be Nazis in the new Wolfenstein. Well, they... I didn't see the trailer. Maybe they didn't. Then I got maybe someone, oh, what's this? Oh, video game podcast. Oh, Nazis. That. Set it up. There are Nazis in that game. They're, How do you know? Because I Wait, shot a bunch I of them. I thought I killed all the Nazis. No, you lose in the end in the first game, I guess. And, like, wake up in a wheelchair. Uh, you wake up and you're put in a wheelchair. Wait, but there's also a wheelchair moment in the first game. I didn't finish that, that game. Is that well, one? yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a whole... Like, <laughs> yeah, there's a no, whole when you're in the hospital, when, you know... I that game. Apparently, no, apparently you barely started it. I did barely start that game. Okay. Yeah. First game, you're like... In sort of their fucked up D-Day, basically, mm-hmm. version, 1946, you get knocked out. Gotcha. You spend the next 20 years in a wheelchair being cared for at this oh. uh, this uh, asylum. And then the Nazis come and shoot everyone. And that's when your blood gets up and your Nazi-killing passion finally like wakes you from your brain. It's damage. like the, the movie, that, that movie with that bald guy who, like, his, he has that heart. What's the, what's the movie? Come on. With Jason Statham? The, the, like, crank. Crank 2. Well, all of them. Would you, what? Did you just jump to the sequel? You should. Well, I've seen, I've seen both. The main great, character, but like of it happens inside. in the first one too. The main character of Wolfenstein had speaking. a car battery inside his chest. Okay, so how was the second one? So we, we, I, I haven't played the first. Like, I just played the first. What part did you play? The intro. This is like the reason I want to frame. The reason I'm like asking these questions is this like it? diner, like because there's 20 no. minutes of a game like that. It no, seems like maybe right, tone so set. I was. Told, I did like the booth. The booth I was, was told the first 20 minutes of the game is what I played. I don't know if that's true. So how does it open? I, 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 you wake up and you're you're in a submarine that you stole or a ship and then that you're you stole, shooting. and then the, their Nazis are coming to take over the ship, 
and you're trying to escape, and you're in a wheelchair. So you're shooting, shooting but it's not oh, like... You're in, okay. You're shooting all the Nazis. But it's, are, um, well, I guess what I'm saying is, like, part of the appeal of the trailer that... I mean, the yes. shooting is great. There are some cool cutscenes. There are some okay. cool cutscenes. I'm more interested in that than the shooting. Set, who is like your Q, who's like this this old Jewish dude who's designing yep. traps throughout yes. the entire like ship. He's designing traps. He designs all sorts I know of tech who stuff. He is. Um, you meet up with a number of other old friends. Like, I right. don't want to talk about it because, like, oh, because you don't really, those, ha- you really don't have the context for it. Well, also because, like, I, I think it's a shitty demo. I think it's a shitty demo to be like, here are the first twenty minutes of the game. A, they, they also not did not know. Bad. No, well, sorry. no, hear what I'm saying. They also did not know how to market that first game. Right. They're getting better. Right. When they, I remember when um, it was uh, Shoemaker and I went to go see. It was like, oh, was this new Wolfenstein? Like him and I both right, loved right. Doom, Wolfenstein. Right. Like, let's go see that. Saw the theater presentation. It was bad. It was like, here, come play it. It was like this sequence mid. It was a the bridge sequence from right. the original game. Like halfway through, don't act like you know. You can play I've that seen that game. I've seen people play bits in that game. All right, but I haven't. No, it's fucking 2017. There's influencers. I watch them. Was that a dab? Give me that beer. You don't get beer anymore. Give me that beer. Taking your phone. You're on. You're grounded. Bad dab. I'm the bad dad. Bad dab. Bad dabbing is when you do this. Don't you, you do not. You throw your infant skywards. We don't have chat anymore because of you. Oh. We had to turn it off. I can't. I can't look at what they're gonna say to you. Because they're going to hurt your feelings. And mine. And mine. I wish they hadn't shown the opening of that game to me. Or sure. Or the first 20 minutes or whatever the... Wherever that was. I... Those characters are really cool. And I, then they are put in danger very quickly. And I don't... I I wish they just showed me something that was like... You're, here's three here's hours a vignette. In, Here's a vignette. Here's one... Here's... You're infiltrating this place, whatever. Well, so, yeah, and, so to and, finish my thought, like, the, it was this bridge sequence, and then it was just like, here's the cool shooting. And I was like, well, the shooting's fine. Right. But end up, when you played that game, it was like, the shooting was good, right. but that's not what made that game memorable. Like, the shooting just was good in the context of a game with, like, an incredible tone, character, yeah. story. And so they... Although the trailer was very good. The trailer they showed at their press conference, I thought, captured the tone The one of, this time? Yes. Oh, okay. yeah, I really yeah. like that. Very good trailer. I think it did a good job of capturing, like, the tonal... A spectrum that of that bar scene game. was it, real good. It's just gonna like it's not interesting for me to be like, oh, and then you see the the Nazi lady who was in the first game, and then she's like scolding us. Oh, the doctor, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. what's her face? Yeah, and like yeah. like I don't, I'm not gonna give you the beat by beat for that. That right. video exists, or it will in three days right. or a week when they put it out. Right. Go watch that. Like I don't have anything interesting to say. The combat felt fine. <laughs> I shot people. There were traps. I turned right. on the traps. They got electrocuted. Right. Like I, uh, one thing I'll say that was cool was like you finding some like notes from people who were in the world, like like the kind of ephemera around the world. Finding a newspaper clipping, like oh cool, this is like setting some information about the world that's really interesting. Oh, the the bomb dropped in America, and that's what turned America right. And like, well, I'm fucking stop fighting now. Like, yeah, cool. But like, play that. That game seems good. I'm gonna play that game. Yeah. Unless they release more stuff that's not good, but what I played was fine. Yeah. Well, they're selling the story you're already kind of... Yeah, and like, I'm not... Versus the other demos that I've had in the last couple of weeks, or last couple... Last week. It's felt like forever. Right. So for you, this has been sort of a month of E3. That's true. The other ones that I've had that have stood out to me have been things like, oh, huh, I didn't know that about this game. Right. Here's something that I didn't know. This is interesting. It was all Crackdown, for instance. 
and it was the last meeting I took, and I went in hyper-skeptical because I think that game showed really poorly, both during the tri- the, uh, the trailer that they showed at the, the press, press conference, conference yeah. and then again at the Xbox showcase on Monday morning. Which is what I played, like, yeah. Right, and I watched a bunch of people play it, and I was like, meh, like, eh. And they came out and said, okay, here are the three things. Skills for kills, which has been always the thing. We yep. have Crackdown, which is to say, like, that's their quick and dirty way of saying the way you play will be reflected in how your character Right, like, you up. get in a vehicle and you kill things, your vehicle goes up. You're right. shooting things, your guns, your go, guns up. go up. If you jump around a lot, you get agility orbs. You're yeah. it's not really killing, but, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You're uh, if you punch things, you get stronger, exploring, yeah. and it looks cool because, like, your dude suddenly is ripped or your guns develop. And, and you're, you're jumping the whole building high. Yeah. You start throwing people, like, Blocks, city yep. blocks far. Yep. Yep. Um, so that's one thing. The second thing that they said w- was um, the gang bites back or something, which which they only kind of gestured towards a little bit. They, they kind of showed one example of it, um, which was like you're in the demo that they gave us. They are going after the head of security for this mega corporation. Right. The, the whole setup is really weird. Cities on Earth are shutting down because of terrorism, but secretly it's all because of. This mega corporation, maybe called Terra Nova, that has a place called New Providence. It's a, like a volcanic island in the Pacific that they've taken over and developed in this big city. And uh, the head of security, who's like you know one of the lieutenants in the structure of the the evil corporation, um, is uh, you're going to go after her. And so they kind of show a couple of things around the way, and along the way they kind of say, "Hey, you start off just fighting regular cops." And then the gang bites back because you're going after these specific people and hitting these areas. It goes from cops to riot cops to you know, super officers or right. whatever, right? And eventually all of that can boil over to where at the, at the end of the demo I got this really cool moment happened where like the head of that, not just the head of the cops or the head of all security forces just like hacked into the city and pro- started projecting herself all over the place, like into the street. It looked really dope. I was like, you know what? Fuck you. Like, I mean, you think you're a hero. You suck. I'm done with you. And just, like, dropped 30 mechs from this guy. Like, a battalion of mechs just okay. landed all over the place. And all that happens because of the systems-driven stuff. That wasn't, like, a story moment. It wasn't because, like, hmm. you beat the boss and now the right. next level stopped. It was because you caused enough damage to the structure and had taken over enough whatever zones. Like, almost mafia-style, but hidden from the player. It's not get destroyed $1,200 of stuff and then the thing happens. It's you have a bunch of objectives you could be doing. Right. At certain points, it does a thing to tell you a story. I think they called it like story jacking or something. Really? Mm, Not everything needs a term. Not everything needs a term. The word, okay, it was definitely jacking. Something jacking. Definitely jacking. The one that I remember is jacking. (laughs) I bet you do. Shield jacking? No, that's a different thing. Feed jacking. It feed jacks you. I don't know why it's called that at all. Um, and also That's like gonna, feedy feeder yeah, uh-huh. We're going to keep moving. The And then the third thing was that uh, the, the, the third like new feature set thing that they were like, oh, this is the big thing was feed jacking, says my notes. I hate it. Can we just call it FJ? No, we no. cannot do that <laughs> at all. It's a different thing already. Oh. The wait, what? We're not going to talk about it, son. I'll have to look it up. Give me my phone back. We don't have, Dad. The, we don't have the chat open, up? so we don't have. We do not have the chat open. Stop those emotes, chat. That game looks way better than I thought it would. Look up FJ's. Do not open a private browser. 
Don't do this. Don't do this. No, no. We're on Twitch. Anyway, I'm excited uh, to hear that you enjoyed your your meeting because I remember I was really down at Crackdown and after so the hands on. I'm, I'm like, of course I'm, he enjoyed it. There's so much game jacking. Game jacking. FJing, please. The, the stuff that was there was like, oh wow, like I didn't know any of this existed in this game. I thought that this game was just going to be like mission based again. No, no multiplayer missions. destruction stuff. They were like, we're gonna talk about that later. They mm. did say whole campaign is multiplayer. Oh, that's good. Okay. None that's of the building destroying will be in that. All of the cloud stuff is in like the the competitive. What the fuck happened to that game? They were like, we don't want to talk about that. Right <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Don't. We're gonna talk about that in the, in the future, closer to launch. What are you googling? Everything says everything's bringing me to the the Toyota FJ Cruiser forum. Do you really not know this? Okay. Yeah, what does it mean? Don't worry about it. Maybe an image search. No. I'm just gonna look up Fall FJ. We need to. What? Yeah. What's that? Uh, what, what is it? Say it again. Fallschirmjager. Which means? Uh, paratroopers. Yep, big fan. Paratroopers, they're out there. Okay, so fuck, FJ's... This is going to be a Griffin McElroy thing. I'm never going to lose... Ah, oh, fuck. This is... Mm. FJ Urban Dictionary. Foot job! Well, I knew that. What? what? I didn't. I thought it was weirder than that. No. Okay. Shit. Crackdown 3. That's not even weird. Don't look at me like you expect me to share. I know what one. an FJ is. <laughs> Thanks, Huffle Death. Crackdown 3 looked better than I thought it would be. Cool. You could throw people really far. There's a thing where like someone just like grabbed a riot shield and threw it like a fucking like a Captain America shield that looked really good. There was just moments where I was like, here's one new thing. That's that called grabjacking. There's like that's called grabjacking, yes. Um here's the thing that like, gave me hope, which was there was a <laughs> which is which I need in this moment of crisis. Um there's a thing that you can do that's they just called like a hook shot. I was like, that's a name already. Zelda already got hook shots. Uh, and what it is is just like, you see a prop in the world. You see a trash can or a corpse or something that you can lift. You like zip and like magnetize it to your hands and then throw it. And I was like, oh wow, that looks really cool. It's like a high level upgrade. And they were like, it was originally. It was like, eventually if your strength got high enough and you beat certain bosses or whatever, you got the ability to like quickly grab a thing. And then like, it was really good and really important to like what the fun of the game was. So we just gave it to you really early now. Hmm. Like, just grab it again. Basically. Yeah, but you just yeah. have it all the time. It's okay. just always out. So like, there was a moment when the guy's in a huge gunfight. He's trying to take over a tram station, and if he takes over the tram station, the monorails that go through the, that like on that line in the city become turrets for him, which was really cool. That's pretty he good. Did, That's it was really like cool. in the distance, you would just see a monorail come by and stop. It's like a laser beam shoot down at something in the distance. Uh, but so he's, he's like fighting these like robots that are in front of the monorail, monorail station, and the truck is like barreling towards him. Like, oh look out for the truck! He's like, I got it. Zip, grabbed it, threw it at a robot. I was like. Crackdown's all right. Okay. So I'm yeah. curious about That's that. That's better game. than the demo. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, uh, this is a guided demo. He was playing it. I was not playing it. He knows all the controls. Even still, like, he started where everyone was at level three already. The mechanics like, sound and the system sound way yes. more interesting than right. what I play. And like, like Ashen, this felt like a thing was like talking. Here's what's shit. actually different about yes. this game. Yes. Uh, so that was Crackdown. Cool. It was New Order or New uh, New Colossus. What else did we play? Is that it? I, well, I uh, saw a demo of Life's in Strange and yes. then uh, interviewed the developers. Uh, How did that go? This is a different dev team. Yes. Uh, yeah, so Don't Nod, uh, who made the original Life is Strange, is working on another season, I guess, of Life is Strange, which right. they said it's unconnected, unclear if it's yeah, in the same universe. It does yet. Hell yeah. Um, 
Whereas this uh, is made by a, a different studio. It's called Like the Strange Before the Storm. It's right. three episodes. It's supposed to five. Um, wait, wait. Oh, it's three. That's yeah, three episodes. But still, they said like between six and nine hours. So like substantial amount of time. Um, it is uh, tells the story of Chloe and Rachel. So Rachel, uh, this is not spoilers, but in the original Life is Strange, she's dead and like has been, you're not, sh- the story plays out with what happened to her. Right. Uh, for one, you don't find out what happens to her in this prequel, even though like that would be the like, Wait, you don't find out what happens here? In the- I'm saying they don't like, it doesn't lead up to the events of oh, Life is Strange. Interesting. So it doesn't Because I asked them, I was like, okay, strange. like, if you're just going to lead up to the moments before the game that everyone's played, that seems like that A, it's boring as yeah. a storyteller, uh, B, it's boring as a player. Because, right. like, if you're making consequences, those consequences then have to be inherently inconsequential. <laughs> right. Because, because you're connecting right to the moments right. that you've already known. They said, no, so we're moving it. Before that, it we're not. Re- it's like it is "quote unquote" connected to Life is Strange, but it is not uh, leading up to the moments that you played in the original game. Um, so it takes place several years before, and uh, the moments I saw was like Chloe is at a, you know, she's she goes to a secret show, and then like she wants is to- the Vortex Club. No, brand new okay. place. There will be like you know familiar locations yeah. and things like that. She wants a T-shirt from the. The band that's there, but she can't afford it, so she fucks with the guy's car who's selling the t-shirts. Like, there's stuff no like that. Powers. Completely just mundane. No time powers. It's all mundane. Okay. Um, you can't, like, redo uh, consequences mm-hmm. and things like that. But one of the things that, uh, so they showed the sequence in a bar that was like, whatever. Like, it seems echoey of Life is Strange, mm-hmm. um, but wasn't particularly impressive. And then they showed us ten minutes of, like, different elements, or different sequences in later episodes. They didn't give a sense of, like, the timeline. But uh, it's uh, Chloe with Rachel, and their relationship is alluded to, but not given yeah. a whole lot of uh, context mm-hmm. in the Life is Strange. And, you know, part of the appeal of that was that, like, Life is Strange had a very dedicated fan community in which they came up with their own fan canon and, like, fan interpretations of, like, what these characters did, how they were, what their uh, relationships, what their sexual preferences were. Um, and the danger of doing the prequel is that you, you can start impeding right. on that. And so... They're trying to be careful about that, but one of the things that uh, life is strange throughout its um, the, the 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 relation between Chloe and Max. There was always a subtext that could become text of like, uh, are they or are they not like sexually interested in each other? Um, and in this game, I was curious like. That was a huge part of the reason certain communities loved Life is Strange, and I- like. Never played Life is Strange, and so I've always just thought, based on what I've heard, that they were that it's extremely gay. Like yeah. from the start, that is it one. is implied extremely gay. There's like a, a totally het romance option in that game yes. that is really boring, and like I've never seen it. Okay, all right, yeah, you yeah, were that's very surprising to me because right. I had no idea. I've never yeah. played it. The game from the beginning seems to wink, wink, nod, nod at a lot of things, and then you can make the subtext text yep. at the end. Um, and they specifically showed this sequence where uh, Chloe is with Rachel and they're in, uh, it's the uh, not the train yard with like the oh, yeah. cars and stuff yep. in the original like game. key location. And they're angry, angry. I'm not going to explain exactly what was happening just to, to not spoil elements of the story. But there is a moment where they're screaming at each other and then you're given two options. And you, the options are like we're friends or something more. Okay. Which is like to make that part of... Their presentation is right. to imply that what was subtext in a lot of Life is Strange is going to be like upfront and like a little more uh, part of the canon for the player if they wanted to make That's that part. Like, with a lot of because that in effect changes the text of the original yes. game. 
right? Like, where if throughout the original... So, the relationship between uh, Chloe Although, and, I guess, in, in Life is Strange, you're choosing Max's right. uh, choice or preference, with, as opposed to, like, that doesn't necessarily imbue anything to no, Chloe as a character. No, Chloe, you're Chloe, not playing right, as totally. in... You're, you're playing Max. But but the thing with Chloe's relationship with... What was that? What's the other character? The character Max. Or, no. Oh, well, Rachel. Rachel. Is that, like, there's a lot that is completely subtextual in that game that is connected to the Max and Chloe relationship. Yes. That makes a lot of sense based on certain readings that, like, a lot of the reading for me of that game was, like, okay, Max leaves, Chloe falls for Rachel, and they have a thing, and there might be not reciprocal, and, like, a lot of that was then caught up in my reading of the Max and Chloe relationship. Right. In which... It's kind of like a reenactment of Chloe and right. Rachel vis-a-vis Chloe Max. Exactly, exactly. And so it's interesting to me that you could then go down that route and be like, oh, no, we were always... that. You know, Chloe and Rachel were always just friends. And, like, yes. that doesn't ruin the game for me or anything no. like that in any way. It's interesting that, like, that... For another player who had a completely different... Well, but let me... So, like, a, a wrinkle there is that... Um, in the way that sequence plays out, they, so in the demo, it was, one of the fun things they did was like, they allowed the audience to sort of like, hey, what should we do in yeah, the different yeah, yeah, sequences? Yeah, yeah. But in, uh, in that, that sequence was a video sequence, so the audience couldn't pick. They sure. specifically picked, uh, Chloe saying, we're just friends, okay. as opposed to something more. And then Rachel responds being very confused, oh, right? So, so okay. like, you can, it's, and then even Chloe implies that like, She's interest. She has a spectrum, but she's just not interested in Rachel. And so, anyway, so I, afterwards, I, I thought it was int- they. It was like you're including that to not uh, to to tip your hat at a, a specific community that loved Life is Strange. Okay. That you're saying you're going to be, start talking about these things in a much more textual fashion in in the prequel. Um, and so, I had a chance to talk to the lead writer about this. I was like, okay, like he's you know a, a white dude, and you're writing about you know young teen, even younger teenagers, right, right. in which now younger you're making explicit right. like. The queerness that was in Life is Strange, but didn't become text until later. And now you're making that text very early. It's like, how exactly are you handling that stuff? And like, who's they, writing it? Like, right. And there's a writing team. He's the the lead writer, but they have a a whole writing team. And he described it as a spectrum. And they have like a 20 year old who's like helps them like you know have a better sense of how to write younger mm-hmm. characters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and he said like you cannot ignore the fan and queer community that was around that game because that was a huge part of why people are are so in love with those characters. And so he's like, we want to be true to that. We want to find ways to find allow players to better express themselves that the original game didn't. Um, now, that was an, an interesting way to talk about that. Um, and we talked about that, and then uh, towards the end, then brought up, you know, if people aren't aware... Uh, Ashley Birch, um, right. it was the original voice of Chloe. Is um, not in this. Is not is not the voice of Chloe in this. Um, she is a consultant and is helping with the script on on, on Life is Strange uh, before the storm. But because of the the voice actor strike that's occurring, she she could have agreed to do this, but chose not, not to, to right. not to to agree to to do it, even though she was felt very personally connected uh, connected to to Chloe, um, and so. One thing I asked was, you know, how are the developers dealing with the fan reaction, which is that both they are connected to Chloe, but also connected to Chloe because of Ashley's interpretation of that character, right? So, like, there's two levels of love of Chloe. It is love of Chloe as Chloe is written, and love of Chloe as, like, Ashley performs Chloe. Um, And, you know, it was a very... There were two PR people in the room, right? Like, they were taking... Square and... 
PR, but they were yeah. taking no notes until I started asking these questions, and I waited till the end because you could turn the whole. I, I've, yeah, I've done these interviews before. Yeah. It's like you I'm often want to save the most sensitive stuff for the end. Where it's like if the PR gets weird about it, it's like well, I don't want to get the interview cut off, and <laughs> yep. um, and you know his the way he responded to it um, was and this is a developer. He's now on the publishing side not owned by Square Enix, right. um, was that, you know, the whole plan was to work with Ashley, and then in pre-production it became clear that this, according to the production cycle, this game was going to overlap with the strike, and there was no way that if they wanted to hit their uh, milestones. So he claims, and I have a little doubt on this because this sounds a little PR spinny, mm-hmm. was that, oh, we thought about maybe we should just cancel the project. And it was like, well, maybe that's true. I don't know. Yeah. But that off, yeah. that does sound... That can it does come across the, as a pandery, like, yeah. well, geez, we thought about canceling it, and then right. and then his and then his follow up to that was like, hair. but we wanted to deliver to the fans, you know, the Life of Strange yeah. game that they deserve. Thought about is a lot of things. I thought yes. about a lot of things in my life, yes. you know, like, that, like what, like a lot of things, like no, like I'm being that serious, right? Like you launch our website and you go, like, oh, what are the things we're going to do? Like, how close are we? Are we going to follow press right, right. now? Yeah, I could be like, oh, you know, I thought about doing reviews. I thought about having review scores. Of course I did. Of right. course I thought about it. Right. That doesn't mean shit. Like, yeah, so I... I but yeah. also, you, like, you're in the... Like, if take review scores. You're in the position to make the call we're doing review scores. Right. And they are a developer who is contracted to make a game. Yeah, and true. my follow-up to that was, you know, well, there's... Outside of that, it's impossible to ignore some of the criticism to the decision yeah. to move forward with the project, not because the actress you chose is bad at her job, but the idea of in the middle of a, a union strike um, to choose to go with a non-union actress, are you, you must be aware of the criticism of that decision in terms of like how people look at that and how that violates the people who are trying to fight for... like unionized rights and like more access to, to capital and money and participation in this. Yeah. And he said, well, I would have to refer those questions to square. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, which is both the, just the answer mm-hmm. he would have to give. Yeah. And then also actually might be the true answer. Like, like when we were talking about this as we were leaving right after I'd given the, like conducted the interview, like he is a developer in which let's say they walked through, maybe they felt very strongly about unionization and actually yeah. we should wait and we want Ashley to be a part of this, or we don't want to make this game. Well, if that contract falls apart, maybe then they're laying off people. And like there are like so many ripple effects that as a developer, I don't know the whole story. I'm not yeah. excusing the decision. Right. But the person I was talking to, uh, based Probably. on my knowledge of how the industry works, based on people I've talked to, based on the people that make the calls on who gets signs the contracts to yeah. be a voice actors in a game. Has much less to do with the developer than the publisher. I bet it's a, right. I mean, that, that's how this has worked for a lot of things forever. It's like, yes, publishers write the checks. Publishers say, this is where we're going to spend that money. Publishers are going to say, like, hey, who, who can you and can't you hire on this thing? Or uh, often. Um, I'm so curious because I, I'm sure that, that story is actually super fascinating. Like, I'm sure there are her. shades to it more than what we know yes. currently. Um, but yeah, I, you know, the, I, I, I still don't know if that story needs to be told. Yeah. Um, I will play it because I love those characters. I love that world. Me too. Um, and so it's sort of like, even though it doesn't need to exist, I, I want to see it. Um, and I don't think it will retroactively destroy no, anything. No, um, I don't really, I don't really believe in game. stuff like that, where it's like sequels, remakes, like destroy the original art that you enjoyed. And Nothing you know like what? That. Yeah. I, 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 I'm glad and that they were upfront and talking about the queerness of that game. And they're like, we want to give people more options, and like that's part of the reason people love that game. And 
one thing that they said don't nod could have done or don't nod could have done more of was like to again not pander but to like realize what the community is responding to yeah, totally. and and they said totally. we now have a better understanding of who awesome. that audience is and we want to give them more options They're like that's cool i think that's yeah. it are we done with video games please god let me be done let me check let in my, my crazy taxi score let see here crazy don't taxi. make me open crazy taxi and completely own you yeah yeah no, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's in here we really are averagepound.com after that. Thanks, Danica. Thanks. I'm Austin Walker. Sorry. You can find me on the internet at Austin underscore Walker on Twitter. Austin Walker Games at Facebook.com. Are we doing this again? You decided that now we're doing Facebook. After that, I need to fucking branch out. Danica. You can find me on Twitter at Danica Harrod and um, also at Waypoint. And follow all Waypoint shit. Waypoint Vice on Facebook. Waypoint Vice on YouTube. Twitch.tv slash Waypoint. New.donk.city for all editorial videos and all your content. Please. Patrick. Dad. What is this? Down here? Why do you understand anything? You have to put your head in it. Don't. Dad. (laughs) Patrick, you need to lean back so I can look at Rob. Dad. Zachney. At Rob Zachney on Twitter. We did it. That's it. We've gotten through this week. Don't follow Patrick. <laughs> don't ever look at what Patrick's doing again. Find everything we've done. Waypoint.vice.com. Go to YouTube and watch. We have a bunch of stuff on YouTube that is not that. that and we have more this. going up. We have our um, what else do we have E3 going? Day 1 uh, video of me just like running around all over the place mm-hmm. uh, is going up today. Uh-huh. Um, and then I don't know what else. We have a bunch of those. The, the parts of the Reggie conversation... We got Indicate Phil Spencer, booth. Indicate Booth, parts of the Phil Spencer interview are up right now, or that whole interview is up with this person. This person sat down next to a guy who like runs a multi-millionaire, million dollar company. A multi-millionaire company is a much I mean, different thing. Be clear, I think it is a kind of also, it's, it's also, also true, true of Microsoft uh, and the Xbox division probably. And I was like, hey, let me ask you some serious questions. And then the guy who runs that whole division was like, let me fuck you up real quick, Patrick. That's good. That's good. Uh, which is great. We got all sorts of stuff there. So YouTube.com slash Waypoint Vice. Give us a, a subscribe. Like and comment also. Otherwise, I think that's going to do it for us. I cannot wait to get into a plane tomorrow. And I can't wait back. to see my fucking cat. I thought you were going to say my family. And also, we have raccoons. Oh, we have mad raccoons. Check us out on Twitter. Yeah, for check, out, check out Waypoint Twitter for some raccoons. E3 2017, we did it. Thank you to all of our great support staff. Thank you to Joel, our publisher, and Danny, who's on the camera, who's made this place look. Dylan and Brandon, who are editing, and Lynn, who shot our photos. And everybody at home. And also to Eunice, who was here yesterday for helping us launch Waypoint this year. This is Waypoint's first E3. It was Nintendo Switch's first E3. It was Waypoint's first E3. It was Patrick's last. After this. My legs are shaking. I'm trying to keep them up. (laughs) We're just going to keep holding them. Peace. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 